Goddamn, pal. Thank you for hitting the download button, and thank you for turning in to kicking out of That's right, you heard the Vince McMahon impersonator. He said, thank you for tuning in to Kicking Out of Two and allow me to do the same thing. Thank you for hitting the download button as we are going to be talking about the one and only Vincent Kennedy McMahon this week. Uh, Recently, uh, full disclosure, spoiler alert, this episode was taped a little while back as uh, Justin and Dennis and I reunited. We got the band back together and we talked about what makes Vince McMahon tick, all the idiosyncrasies and underground stories, urban legends, if you will, about what embodies Vincent Kennedy McMahon, from no sneezing in the boardroom to no sleeping on the jet to, you know, championships in favor of title belts, referees with no names, you name it. There's all kinds of weird things that embody Vince McMahon, and we got a whole list about what we like, what we dislike, what's true, what's not true, and we talk about the man that is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, Like I said... Full disclosure, kayfabe, spoiler alert, um, this pandemic has forced me to record a lot of content ahead of time because uh, I've been out of work, so I've had the time to do it, but also um, because I don't know, didn't know when at, at certain points um, what was going to be going on in my life and, and with work and things like that. So, um, you know, I wanted to get a bunch of stuff in the can ahead of time. And the, the last few months, I had the opportunity to do that, um, including this recording. Um, the, the numbers in Connecticut had declined. That's where I'm located, for those of you that are unaware. Um, the, the, the positive tests have declined. The death rate has declined. So um, through proper social distancing, Justin Dennis and myself got together and uh, talked a lot about Vince McMahon recently. Um, had a lot of fun doing that. And we also have a lot of fun on our social media page. And there's no chance in hell you shouldn't be a part of that fun either. As we just heard the soft sounds of Vincent Kennedy McMahon's theme song, No Chance in Hell, playing in the background. Which, by the way, do not own the rights to that music. Just need to address that right now. So head on over to our Facebook page or our Twitter page, facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two. As well as our Twitter handle at kicking out two, K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T and the number two. Hit the like on Facebook. Give us a follow on Twitter. Links to archive shows, pictures, discussions, debates. It's pretty cool. This pandemic um, has helped me build a following on Twitter. I've had a fair amount of time on my hands since I've been out of work. And, uh, you know, I, I've been in, in this in this time. I've been blocked by Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful, which, by the way, is a little whiny bitch anyway. So I really didn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't at a loss uh, when it came to getting blocked by him. Um, he's just another hypocritical, um, quote-unquote, journalist out there in wrestling. I mean, he's really not much of a journalist to begin with. But uh, anyhow, um, fuck him. Uh, you know, it was blocked by him. Eric Bischoff commented on uh, a picture on Twitter uh, complimenting me on the 83 weeks uh, baseball cap I had uh, gotten for a Father's Day gift from my wife. So that was pretty cool. Um forget what else happened oh carl anderson told me on twitter carl anderson from the good brothers uh bullet club current impact wrestling star with uh you know the big lg dot gallows that um uh, the too sweet hand gesture was dead so uh yeah um had a lot going on on social media during this pandemic but we also got a lot going on on this week's episode so without further ado it's justin and dennis joining me for mcmahon isms all right let's get into it mcmahon isms and joining me 
for the first time in a very long time here on Kicking Out at Two. This is a reunion. We're getting the band back together. Dennis and Justin, welcome back. Always a pleasure, Dave. Yeah, good to be here. I think the last time all of us were together was bef- right before my wedding, so that's that's like, right. It's exactly like a solid right. year. Yeah, it's, it's been like a solid yeah, close year. to a solid. At least year. for a podcast, at least together for yeah. a podcast, like a solid um, year. That's fucking ages ago. You know, full disclosure, spoiler alert. Um, you know, the, during the coronavirus pandemic, I had to do a lot of recording by myself. Couldn't have anybody over. Um, I'm still a little bit behind on the techno- technology curve of having you know uh, a, a co-host. Uh, podcast with me, you know, through Skype or whatever. And I'm still working on that, of course. But I always like having that face-to-face interaction in person with people. Um, it, it helps me feed off of them for conversation purposes. So um, it's nice to have someone in the studio once again so we can talk some some classic wrestling. And, uh, you know, by the time this show drops, which is going to be um, August, early August, um you will be uh, you will be expecting uh, an addition to your family there, Justin. So uh, yeah, I August third is the the big uh, the big due date right now. So all's well at this moment. Yeah, leading into it. So um, you know, I'll have another full steam I'll, ahead. I'll have another niece to spoil. Yeah, um, future future women's champ. Yes, that's right. Um, and, you know, and a lot has gone on since we've been together. <laughs> since we haven't been together in our world, which we're not going to really get into, um, with you know the, the the coronavirus pandemic and the racial tensions. But I just want to say, you know, by the time this drops, who knows? Maybe more shit go, goes down. Oh, that's a but, fact. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. But um, I just want to say, it's very nice having you guys here. Um, nice and and be here. it's been cool to uh, you know keep in contact with you guys in the text thread, and uh, that's a big part of why we're here today is because our text message thread is mostly pro wrestling. We get a little you know carried away with some other sports like baseball and football, especially with you two with the Packers Vikings rivalry that you both have. But um, call it a rivalry. But uh, <laughs> oh, here we go, <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. Um, but no. Um, you actually came up with this idea, and I thought, you know, there was an opening in my schedule, because I usually schedule, like, the podcast topics, you know, almost a year out, um, of doing a, a podcast re- re- centered around the the aura of Vince McMahon-isms, like certain, you know, words and terminology and, you know, things that, that make Vince McMahon tick that, over the last several years, the fan base of pro wrestling have caught on to it's been like an underground cult kind of conversation piece if you will so um you actually justin came up with the idea and i thought you know with the with his 75th birthday coming up at the end of august um by the time this drops um i thought it'd be perfect that we center you know the conversation around the the quirkiness that is vince mcmahon in recent memories had some uh some some backlash over um, how he's run his company and the the pro- the production of WWE and the quality of it. So, um, you know, I thought it'd be a good idea to just kind of capitalize on that a little bit here um, as we approach his 75th birthday. Um, so basically what we're going to do here, um, you actually sent us a, a, a list of Vince McMahon-isms uh, from the from a 2011 Bleacher Report article, as well as an updated list that you managed to get your your hands on online. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go over some of these terms, words, cite some examples, 
and then, you know, give our feelings on them. Do we like them? Do we dislike them? Are they warranted Vince McMahon-isms, if you will? Um, you know, and just kind of, like, let the conversation go from there. So, um, it's going to be a little, you know, more open, free, free-flowing forum, if you will. And, you know, between the three of us, I'm sure we can... Uh, we can make it work. It's not our first rodeo together. So, um, and if any of you out there on social media have any Vince McMahon-isms, things that, you know, annoy you about Vince McMahon that you have read or heard or even seen in person, um, then uh, drop us a drop us a DM or, no, just post it on our social media pages, both Facebook and Twitter, and, uh, you know, we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll we'll contribute it to the uh, the, the conversation piece. Um, so let's let's get started. Um, so from the 2011 Bleacher Report, um, one of the first Vince McMahon isms that uh, is listed here is announcers cannot get excited <laughs> on commentary. <laughs> now the first example. Of this Vince McMahonism that I noticed was at the 2011 Royal Rumble match. Matt Stryker was on commentary with Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. And when Booker T came out as a surprise entrant. This was the 40-man Royal Rumble. That one year they did 40. The Royal Rumble you and I were at. Yeah. Um, it was in Boston. Yeah. We didn't know this obviously until we watched it back you know, um, when we bought the DVD a few months later. Because there was no WWE Network at the time. But... Um, Matt Stryker was like full on fanboy um, during his commentary when Booker T came out to the to the point where like Michael Cole had to like sit down. What was his What was his? Uh... I don't know if it was when like Booker T came out. I think he. I think it might have been when Booker T came out. Like he got it. Like of course Booker T had been gone for four or five years at that point. He he come back to the WWE and you know can you dig it, sucker? And the whole place explodes as as deservedly so. I think he. I think he hit a spot early on, right when he got in the ring, that included the spin Rooney. Yep. Which, again, blew the roof off the place. So, like, yeah. kind of, Stryker kind of narrated that in the most excited fanboy way possible. You know, yes, I'm marking out, bro. Like, you know, that was apparently a mark against him. Yeah. So. I don't. I don't like. Uh, I'd probably get in in here, but. Right off the bat, the, the, like the excitement, sure. Like uh, we watch UFC and whatnot. I want, obviously, in my perfect world of wrestling. I want to be lost in the art and and really be like, wow, I'm watching a fight. That's my perfect world of wrestling. Okay. So so so, so a big part of it is, of course, announcing that that uh, that uh, whatever can be lost in it art that uh, is of course. To use the the terminology when when you see Mark, when you see like Booker's and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. When announcers and we'll get make it get, get into sure. that it's got to be lingo. in there, yeah, yeah. It, it, it ruins it. It really does. So, so, so he, once he used that word Mark, he deserved he he deserved the lashing. Absolutely, I think I, that was unprofessional. I would agree from the sense that, and I'm guessing the 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 origins of the entire premise of. You can't get excited. First off, I think that's a little too general of a term. I think he wants the announcers to ex- to to be excited yep. and obviously convey that to a to a television audience. Yeah. But like when you watch Sunday Night Baseball, NFL on Fox, go down the list. They don't. Sans using quirky inside terms, they don't get overly excited. Other than 
the in the moment of like what's taking place. Yep. They don't they don't make the excitement about them. You don't hear Joe Buck like I'm getting excited. I you know <laughs> you know like wow this is so cool for me you know things like that and damn good point. so I think just to be excited but just in a tighter framework. So I, I don't disagree with. What, what I think the message is that they're really trying to get across, but, you know, to have it, yeah, be excited. Just, you know, don't get overly excited. Don't make the excitement about you. You are still out there trying to make a call yeah. and convey a message. Yeah. Just don't make it about you. Yeah. No, that's that would be the premise overall because I, but to say, again, going, I guess I'm trying, having a hard time landing on this right now is it sounds fucking silly to say don't get excited. So I think that's where fans get upset. Okay. You know what I mean? But that's not really what it means. But it does, like, if, yeah. if, if, he said, if he said don't get excited to the announcers. Don't go out of your way to show excitement. Just don't like, get excited. Don't, don't make the excitement about you. Yeah. You know yeah, what like I mean? That, right. That's probably the, be- that's probably the best Don't way to take away from what you're excited about by yeah. talking about you. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay to... to Again, if it was radio, it would be different. But we're not in radio. Yeah, yeah. But, um, again, just don't make the excitement about you. But at the same time, it sounds silly when you hear, don't get excited. So I can totally understand how fucking Clint from Hershey or whoever the fuck can get all up in arms about that exact directive. Don't get excited. Yeah. Because obviously... I think I'm in agreement with both of you in the sense that in that particular example, um, like you, Dennis, you want to get lost in, like... um, you know the the art of the fight when you're watching it. Um, you know one example I could cite, and it, I, well, general example I should say. Um, I've heard the the commentators not only in WWE but like in other forms of pro wrestling and even like MMA or UFC, for instance, have said something about like this is why we do this moments like this or something like that. And that, to me, you can tell the ex- you can tell the excitement in their voice, and it's yeah. genuine. But in the the example of Stryker, when he's like, "Oh, I'm marking out, bro!" Like that's total like on that's total full on fanboy, and that kind of like separates him from from you know being someone that we look at like on screen. As, as, he's almost like one of us. You know what I mean? Well, there's something endearing to that, and I think that's probably where the excitement gets caught up in. But, yeah. you know, yes, what we're watching is what it is. Yeah. Um, but much like other sports presentations, they're there to document a happening. Yeah. You know, for better or for worse. That's why you get famous calls like the Giants win the pennant. Yep. And I don't believe what I just saw. And, you know, name the sport, name the call, you know. Paul Allen from the Vikings has, you know, got him as, as well, you know. But as God is my witness; he is broken in half. Jr's got one. Yes, people yeah. got him. Don't force him, and don't make it about putting your stamp on the moment. Yeah, it'll just happen. Yep. Like you know what I mean? People will, that authenticity it'll, will just it'll resonate with people. Yeah. yeah. If you're being authentic, and you know, authentically excited, which I'm sure he was, you still got it. St- it's still a job. You know what I mean? You're still okay. getting paid to do something. Yeah. So that's... But again, it, it, it does sound crazy to say don't get excited. So, so this, this, this yeah, McMahonism is warranted, let's just say. so To some degree, yes. Yeah. Um, the next one here, no announcing time limits on matches. What is your take on that? I want to hear Dennis's first before All I right. sound off. Then, uh, do they even do... Uh, for 
for that to be even like um, relevant, that uh, do the uh, ring announcers do they even announce like 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 uh, this next match is one fall, ten minute time limit? Do they even do that anymore? They don't. They Not don't. In WWE. No. no. The, the, it, and you know what? The only they've done it in recent memory. But that's when you know that something's something's gonna happen when they announce the time limit of a match. I don't remember where, but in the, in recent memory, in the last few years, I think they did it with a particular match. I don't know if it was Raw or NXT or a pay per view, but they announced a time limit, and or maybe it was that maybe it was that Iron Man match with Ziggler and and Rollins, the one that you and I fought over, Dennis. Oh yeah, yeah, with the yeah. whole one fall thing. Well, I was the crowd, there for that when the, when yeah. the crowd went nuts for that. Um, but yeah, I don't remember them regularly doing that. Um, AEW does it, to, yeah. To you know, to to kind of add different. The, add something different to their presentation of pro wrestling. Um, but yeah, there's no time limits announced on matches. So Dennis, I interrupted you. Continue with your uh, so so with so your that's what I'm trying to say. Do, do they? Or, or I be the first one to admit. I vaguely, vaguely watch AEW, and uh, and most of the time when I watch Impact Wrestling, I have Spotify in the headphones. I can't stand Matthews. So, so I don't know if Impact Wrestling AEW announced the time limit, uh, the ring announcers, you know, introducing you know Kenny Omega versus Jobber Douche. <laughs> but what do you but what do you think about WWE not doing that? Because it's pretty well established just based on that the other idea groups do that, it. Well, that they don't. Yeah. But here's the thing, which I, is something that in traditional wrestling, but here, but before we were even born, did happen. But here's yeah. the thing: think about it for a second. Where where you're watching? It was all the time when um, what's the one that used to be on ESPN in the late AWA? Yeah, AWA. They they're the ones that were notorious for it. Uh, that they're uh, that uh, at least not the kid. That's the one I remember. Yeah. That maybe the biggest corporate was they the the, the time limit uh, uh, draw. Yep. What always happens, especially the woman matches. So it was yeah. mind numbing. They would say it's ten minutes. The girls only get five minutes. So anyway, that's yeah. a different. I love time minute draws. But, but here's the thing, though. The the, the, the announcers didn't go two minutes. One minute, it's just ding 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 ding. Oh, what happened? Well, was it a big yeah, ball? yeah. Uh, no, they that's were fair. Like, like yeah. what happened? So so so, so even when it happened. Announcers didn't like make a big deal about it. Like like oh my stopwatch, you know what I mean. And half the time, I'm telling you, these ten minute draws, there were five minutes sometimes. There were six minutes, seven minutes. That was not no fucking ten minutes. Oh, there's some Titan time, I'm sure. I remember WCW when, especially with the TV title matches, especially on like the WCW Saturday nights, they would say one fall TV time remaining. Yes. As part of the, as their as their time limit, so it could be ten minutes, seven minutes, four minutes, whatever. And a lot of times, a fair amount of times, on those Saturday night shows, if it was a TV title match, if they didn't have a a, a, a definite finish of a winner or a loser, that that match would continue as the show would go off the air, and they would say, "Tune into Power Hour tomorrow to Five catch the one, yeah. catch the remaining moments of this match." We'll there will be a clear-cut winner. You'll see it tomorrow on Power Hour or on Main Event or whatever. Um, WWE, as far as I remember, in the early days, in the 80s, I remember them announcing time limits, but it wasn't as frequent. It was just kind of like at their convenience. Um, yeah. So, as far as 
my take on whether they should or shouldn't, it doesn't really bother me. Um, but if you're going to announce a time limit, per se, um, before the match, saying one fall with a 15-minute time limit, then I want that time limit to be included into the the story of the match. Otherwise, don't announce it. For me, see, I disagree with okay. that element of it. Okay, I think they. So yeah, I think they should have time limits, or at least announced time limits on TV. Not, and they should be announced, obviously, but not. And, as, and early on in the in the implementation of that, it would be assumed that that something's going to happen. Yep. To me, that doesn't set the table. It's to me, it's one more device you can use as a, as a part of a story, like you're saying. But I don't want there to be the. Over time, I don't want there to be an expectation that something's going to happen in 15 minutes, win, lose, or draw. Like, it's just there. That's the only thing that... I, it's so minute to me. It's just there for just in case. For It's just another outlet to tell a story, to get out of something. And if you have every match, fair have point. it. You I, just, I, you just, fair ha- point. You just have it there. The part that, you know, I think the reasoning that they don't do it, and I would say probably harkens back to WCW... You know, there was a level of spontaneity to WCW Nitro that made Nitro must-see television. That when you place time limits on matches, you've structured it very cookie-cutter as this match is 10 minutes, this match is 10, this is 15, this is TV time remaining. You know, like, there's there's a formula that develops over time that makes the show less... You don't, you don't have to change the channel. Yeah. Or you, or you, or, excuse me, you do have to, you, you can change the channel when you know a match is going to go for X amount of minutes. Like, you know, to kind of branch off of something WWE did for a minute that I think people forget about, it was probably like 10 years ago, they would hype a major match, like a title match on Monday Night Raw, and they would have um, a countdown in the corner that would appear periodically. Um, and it would say countdown to WWE championship match on Monday Night Raw. Like 30 minutes and it'd be ticking down. And it, it happened maybe once or twice. I, I don't know say, if you remember. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot. Um, I want to say it was like maybe specifically there was a match in like 2008, 2009, 2010. Uh, Batista or Randy Orton was champion or something. And early on in the show, they're counting down. Basically, they set the countdown clock so that the fans can tune in for the match. Yeah. And to me, I understand the reason for that. But at the same time, you've now told them, in many respects, eh, what the fuck I'm watching doesn't matter. They can, I'll, I'll, all right, I got 28 minutes and I'll, and I'll click back onto the TV. Yep. So I feel like the time limit aspects of matches or structuring a show around time limit matches um, for them is constricting and takes away from what can be a spontaneous live event. However, I think from a more athletic, competitive, exciting television point of view, you can still present, you have another bullet in your chamber when you have announced time limits because they can go the distance, mm-hmm. they cannot. Yeah. And to me, there's an exciting element to that that I think AEW is going to be good at taking advantage of over time. Can you elaborate on that, Dennis? Do you have anything to, to add to that? That's really that, that, uh, that, uh, as all, I, I'm with Justin that, 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 uh, that, that I, it could definitely tell a story, but it, that, uh, I think it's really minute. Uh, that, uh, 
Yeah. That, that it, like, like, even when they did it, as mentioned, it wasn't like, a, like, oh, 30 seconds, here we go, we need to finish it, yeah. you know? That, that, uh, it was just one, one of them things, just, you know, you just heard... You heard the bell, you assumed it was 10 minutes, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, the canvas is so blank that even if they put them in, they could do whatever they wanted when they wanted, that it's just, it almost probably renders it useless. I hope there's, I, there's a way to do it, I feel like, if you, if you, if you, if you stick to your own rules, which we know in WWE and Vince McMahon, there, there's no, the rule is anything goes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's why. I, company, so. Yeah, right. And, so. You know what, though, too, that, uh, I know I'm going a little bit off the rails now. But uh, that uh, that's what that, you're here for. That, but... uh, I'm just saying <laughs> uh, that that uh, that, that uh, but as much as I kick and scream and like uh, I'm like oh I'm so sick of like uh, Vince McMahon breaking the rules. I'm done with WWE. You guys even saw the once or twice before where I'm just like I deleted my kept my account off the WWE. He was to prove yada yada yada. <laughs> you know. And then yeah, five, so I remember and when then, you screenshotted and, that. And, yes. and then and then a couple of couple you days know, later. No, I don't know about a couple of days. So maybe, it was it was know. a short window of time when you it, went from canceling was, your network subscription to. Re- to, to to renewing it. To, to my defense, ladies and gentlemen of listening audience, kicking out of two, it was WrestleMania season. So so so. I was like, <laughs> oh shit! I did it. I did it at the wrong time. If this was if this was Survivor Series season, I might have hold out for a little bit longer. But uh, but but uh, but yeah. Every time every time Vince McMahon breaks some rules or does something stupid or stops a mega mega push that the, the wrestler I like or pushes someone I fucking hate, I still fucking watch it. Yeah. I mean, you know, true wrestling fan. You know? I mean, you're gonna watch. You know, that's how yep. I, that's how I feel. You're gonna watch regardless. You know, yep. um, whether it's whether it's good or bad, in, in hopes that you know it gets better. Um, that's why I'm never one of those to be like, oh, I'm done watching this shit. And then next week rolls around and it's like, oh, it's back to Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? I will say though, during the during the pandemic, um, with with no fans, um, it, it it was easier for me to not watch as much. Um, the the current stuff, but that's another subject for another time. Um, here's a here's another uh, McMahonism that I feel is minute, but I just want to get your take on it briefly. Um, having ring ropes versus cable ropes. Oh, I'm glad you brought that one up. I they're ropes. Period. They're ropes. Yeah. To me, like they're the only place. This is the the you know people want to give Vince McMahon so much crap for being you know for sanitizing wrestling and wrestling's a dirty word, and I'm sure we'll get into that. You know, that's the whole premise of this episode. But he nailed this one. The ropes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every other wrestling ring I've ever seen, ever. I've never seen another wrestling company. Maybe the AWA, but that was before me. Every other wrestling company uses cables. Yeah. It's ro- the ropes. The ropes. It's as simple as that. The ropes. I don't know why, like... And I think I think cables make it look like a fucking playground. It's a... They're, they're, there's a silliness to it that i think is just it's it's i don't know maybe it's because wwe's my 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 ground floor palette but to me like i look at the cables and because you can watch some of these other shows and you see the cables are fucking crooked if you like yeah you know like yeah just fucking that's minor league shit like the ropes are this you know the ropes are the ropes yeah, you know it. You know it. That's just how I feel. Ropes are ropes. They nailed that one. I think. I don't. I no don't cables. mind personally the the differences. Like an AEW, they use the the cables. New Japan, Ring of Honor. Yeah, every literally WCW, everybody else uses yeah, cables. I've, yeah, I don't mind that because to me, like that differentiates them from WWE. Not to 
not just for the sake of being different, but it was it was one of those things where it was like as a kid, like you know, WWF, WWE, they had the bigger ring. They were the twenty by twenty with the ropes yep. and like the the. The, the padded turnbuckle with the logo on mm-hmm. it. In WCW as a kid, it was, like you said, the cables with, like, the leather turnbuckle that, like, the folded. Like, the matted yeah. turnbuckle that folded in half. Um, and so, like, that's how I used to be able to differentiate the wrestling yeah, they, times. They brought you know, that back I don't for the a, Cruiserweight Classic. They did. I Which remember I thought that. was kind of neat, but they kept the ropes. They kept the, they kept the ropes. Per, you know, they just got purple tape and they kept the ropes. So, I don't mind... Whether it's ropes, whether it's cable, I don't look at it as like a playground. I look at it like it's just someone else's different take on presenting wrestling. Why don't That's they call? The, why don't they call them cables though? Um, we flip that on the rest of the wrestling world. They're ropes. I don't know. I don't know. This one doesn't bother me yeah. though. But I, it doesn't bother me either. Like I said, they nailed it. That was correct. Yeah. Vincent Man got this one right, undisputably. What about oh, you, gentlemen? Ropes? You guys are way more acute than me. That uh, <laughs> I, I, I just never. That we we obviously like I said like I mentioned before, and 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 that in of wrestling you want to be have the illusion that every that that's what you're watching is is real, mm-hmm. you know that that uh, that's the biggest magic of wrestling, that yeah. that that uh, that is so so you know boxing or or whatever yeah it's gonna be ropes you know that yeah. that uh, so so make it authentic and new in terminology too yeah. So here's another one that I think is going to be right up your alley, Dennis. Another McMahonism. Going back and forth with insulting <laughs> the audience's intelligence, i.e. making people re- relatives or related to each other. What is your take on... So here's an example. Two individuals, similar look, similar build, similar race, ethnicity. They're either... They're brothers, or they're cousins, or... They're tag team partners. They're tag team partners. You know, you couldn't have two guys that were... Like, here's the here's the polar opposite of that. Bradshaw and Farouk, the APA. One African-American man, one Caucasian man. Just two friends with natural chemistry coming together on camera, forming a tag team. The opposite of that? Shit, I could name dozens and dozens of fucking examples, but... All right, here's the, the first one that comes to mind. The Godwins. Henry and Phineas Godwin, okay? They were pig farmers. They looked similar. They had, you know, uh, like a like a farm boy cow-tipping build to themselves with the long hair and the beards and shit like that. Like, that to me, like, that's that's a perfect example of, like, the, of, of, of the audience and their intelligence being insulted. That's the first one. Well, that's the only one that really okay. comes to mind right now, as I'm as I'm discussing. I'm sure if yeah. you bring up more. Well, I, I also think it doesn't just like that was an like the example of making other people relatives is certainly one, but just I think there's other areas of insult intelligence being insult, insulted when you when you look back at like one week they're friends, one week they're partners, or one week they're, they're well, yeah. one side of the fence, and then the next week they're adversaries, and yeah, they come back. There's like, a lot of that, like, turnings, you know, big show turning heel and babyface, you know, at the drop of a dime. Um, I think that one is, like, you know, that, that I think people take liberties with the they're insulting our intelligence thing. To some degree, in some, like, for people, some examples, yeah. Yeah, people want things acknowledged, 
I think you've, you know, the, the Pauly Dangerously's of the world and the, you know, the, the, the 90s Attitude Era has opened up this box where everything, if it's not said to you in front of a camera on live television, then, oh my God, they're insulting your intelligence. Like, I'm still watching a TV show. I don't need to know that fucking Sabu didn't show up for a, for a date, for a booking commitment. He, you know, showed a shot or, you know, it, like, unless it's going to be a storyline. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, like, I remember the big one people talked about was when The Undertaker faced Triple H at WrestleMania 27, and it was, there would seem to be They didn't be acknowledge this, the WrestleMania Yeah, and the match. whole fucking world, like, because, well, there were some, there were some verbiage in their buildup that it, that implied, it wasn't said directly, also. That was their first time yeah, meeting at WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't ever said directly, but they certainly implied that this was a huge deal. Yeah. Um, which... A second time meeting would never really get so when wrestlemania 17 was sort of ignored people were like well they need to tell us they've wrestled before and i'm like why you know you literally just told me you know that they wrestled before like why are we why does it need to be said on the flip side you know go back further hulk hogan and andre the giant and that hard and fast 15 years undefeated like there is that that was, you know, he obviously or, was not undefeated. Or Hogan being the first one to slam Andre. Yeah, like those true. things. Like So I think there's there's a lot of that that... I think it's in the eyes of the beholder. We're all varying levels of stupid. So, um, you know, what you need to hear to make yourself enjoy it more is going to be what it is. So I think I think in recent years, people take it to... The, the, the internet is a, is a is a culprit for that. It's, a, it's the landing spot well, yeah, for everybody. Yeah, when you've got Google to, at your fingertips, it makes, yeah. it, it makes it very difficult. You can yeah. find and see things, and, and then you can also go somewhere and complain about how they, quote-unquote, insulted your intelligence. Yeah. But I don't know. What, what do you think, Dennis? Yeah. I don't know if this is on subject, but what insults my intelligence the most when it comes to wrestling, where it be, there will be a pay-per-view on, on, on Sunday, where this person will be in the sharpshooter or... or or the whole match, they're, they're targeting a, a, an arm. They don't an sell arm. the injury. They don't sell the injury the next that's day. Fair. That's, that's totally, that's, oh, that's, 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 that's a fair point. That drives me fucking nuts, yeah. guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, is that an I, ism, I, though? Is that, a, is that a Vince McMahonism? No, no, I'm just saying that, that I think that's the most insulting of my intelligence. Here's a perfect example I of that. I got one, too. But okay? Oh, yeah. the, the most recent Money in the Bank pay-per-view, when they had that Money in the Bank match at the, at the, at the, the, the corporate headquarters... And Corbin threw Mysterio and Aleister Black. What they implied was they off dead. the building. Okay? <laughs> but what it really was was they, they implied... They had to tell you later on because the whole internet went bullshit. Yeah, that, they, that they threw them off the first roof. Onto the second roof. Which I, I in my head I was like, well, he threw him off the platform. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like People threw and, a fit about and, that. And, and people threw a fit... Through a fit about it, but if you go... And this is how fucked up my wrestling brain is, okay? When I went and watched that match back, and... Oh, you watched that back? God bless you. I, wa- <laughs> I watched... I, I'm with you on that one, actually. Actually, I watched that spot back, okay? I watched that spot back when Corbin threw them both off the t- off the platform. That's what I'm going to call them. I'm going to call it the fucking roof, okay? And that building is what? Seven, eight stories, maybe? Something like that. Something like that, right? Just give or take. Okay, if Corbin threw the two of them off the fucking roof, legitimately off the roof, you wouldn't have heard the thud of their bodies hit the ground like that. Yeah, that's true. And too. you wouldn't Good have point. even heard the thud of their bodies hit the ground in general if you threw them off the roof. So when like 
Mysterio not, yeah. dropped, and then you heard like maybe three or four seconds later, like this thud, like his body hit the ground. I knew right then and there he didn't throw him off the fucking and roof. No one, and like I know there wasn't commentary in that match, but no one, no one said anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. No one said anything like, "Oh my god!" Like, but dude, you threw him off the roof. Like it wasn't like they, it was. It was as it was as common as a fucking arm drag. Was it? But, <laughs> but the ne- but the next night, oh. they ha- but the next night because they they booked Mysterio and Aleister Black together in a tag match. They had to acknowledge. They had to yeah. acknowledge the fact that. Corbin didn't throw them off the roof. He threw them off the first roof. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know well, why I mean? that spot? That, that was mind-numbing to me. What's that? I, uh, that was the shit cherry. That was the shit... The shit... Excuse me. The shit cherry on top? Uh, that was, on yeah, top yeah, of the, the shit sundae? Yeah, thank you. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> that, that, uh, that, uh, I, I didn't get that spot whatsoever, man. I, I, I just didn't. Well, I, yeah, it's whatever. Like I said, it was... The minute that no one said anything, and, like, he literally threw them both off, and, like... N- the match just continued. I was like, okay, all right, this is a little dumb because yeah, everyone's looking at it. You see the shots of the you know the B roll footage, and you see like oh somebody just got thrown off the roof. Yeah. Or, you know, you hear these rumors on the internet that Vince McMahon is showing him how to take a fall, and you're like, oh my god, someone's to get. So that it was certainly implied that um, whether it was concocted on the internet in the dark corners of the internet that something like that was gonna happen, and then when it happened, we were like, what the fuck? They, nothing happened. The one example of like insulting one's intelligence for me that I go back to a lot, and he this is probably one of the reasons he get got a lot of hate in his biggest days of being hated was John Cena. John Cena would have some grave injustice or atrocity take place on a pay per view the night before, whether he was thrown through a fucking light, you know, spotlight, or The Rock screwed him over at WrestleMania. And what does he do? He comes out the next night like the fucking you know like. Not even acknowledge. Yeah, what he took place. he comes he out. He's on. hooting, hollering. Woo. No, he'll acknowledge it when he gets in the ring, and he'll 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 lay the, the, the those acting chops on. But he marches out there, and he's saluting. He's talking to the camera and never give up and like fucking. Time to go to work. Steve. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's 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 the greatest. You know, like he is. What a day to be alive. Yeah. When you know the night before the the fucking Miz beat him at WrestleMania, or you know, like again, like he was screwed over by this guy or that guy, and then again, ten seconds later, he'll. He'll gloss over it, but, like, um, again, he didn't sell nothing, you know what I mean? Like, you're talking about Dennis, and it didn't seem like that big of a deal when the fans are cheering his name that, uh, you know, he just suffered the largest professional setback of his current career at the moment, you know? So, like, those things I think I would agree with. Don't, you're not selling the moment, or you're not selling the story in that moment, or you're not, you know, whether it's move or emotion. So I would agree with you on that. I think there is, that's a thing for sure. The biggest John Cena no-sell job was when Nexus DDT'd him on concrete at SummerSlam and he got back up and eliminated the last three guys in Nexus to win the whole fucking match. Oh, and then uh, like, I was going to say another one. was like the, like the worst. Speaking of roofs, we we skipped over the greatest one. Fucking the giant falling off Cobo Hall in, in <laughs> Halloween Havoc. Like, and he wrestles that same Yeah, time. I mean, Bobby Heenan should have won an award for going through with that. <laughs> they should have, you know, put him in the Hall of Fame that night to actually... I just remember see that I will through. Say, I'll say, Justin. Yeah, yeah, I think you you got the the gold star of this uh, of, of, of this conversation. They, 
Because that was by far the most insulting of our intelligence. Yes. It's the dumbest it's, it's, fucking thing ever. That was ever. a Vince McMahonism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a, even a, and that wasn't even a Vince McMahonism. And that's even, the best part. Not yeah. even, not even like a cut on his face or something. Or yeah, it's fucking stupid. And that's that's the, the best shit part. Was when Tony Schiavone was like, "What the hell just happened? He fell off the roof. Why is he still here?" Yeah. Like, it was like, yeah. And, and even like as a kid, like I was fuck. I was ninety five. I was like. 12, 13 years old, maybe, and I was like, What? He fell off the roof. There is no way. I was like, Alright, like that was when I was like, Yeah, that's 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 kind of bullshit. But um, here's one that uh, we can briefly discuss. Constantly reminding us that Monday Night Raw is the longest weekly episodic television series in all of television. I think good for them, but Yeah. I don't I don't, really... I, don't have, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I I think I wouldn't want to hear it said mid promo. Like, all right, I challenge you on Monday Night Raw, the longest weekly. <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah, like, and they don't there really. Was one example of oh, that. Oh God, I'm sure there, there was. was one example of that that I can that I can explain to you. Okay, so it was last year, and Samoa Joe started off Monday Night Raw, and he like took Raw hostage, and I it was in a he was in a rivalry with Roman Reigns. And he came out, and he was ranting and raving about wanting Reigns in the ring, etc. And he makes his way over to the, the, the broadcast table by the stage. And he gets in Michael Cole and Corey Graves' face. And they're both backed up against the desk. Like, he's, like, pushed them up against the desk. And all of a sudden, Michael Cole goes, Now, wait a minute, Joe, wait a minute. We are live here in Pittsburgh for Monday Night Raw. Like, you had to get that yeah. line in the middle of him almost wanting to end your life at the announce table. That, that's that's like a radio move. That I is like, like a that is like a fuck? radio one hundred and one. Every fifteen minutes, you got to give the call numbers and. How are you getting yeah. over how badass of a person Samoa Joe is yeah. by you having to sneak that line in? And like, you have to picture it. Like I'm telling you, if you go back and watch this episode of Raw, he literally like. Had him backed up. The camera was close to Michael Cole's face. And he's like, all right, Joe, I understand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We are live here in Pittsburgh for Monday Night Raw tonight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, Vince definitely had to have fed him that fucking line. Like, yeah. remind everyone we're on Raw. Remind everyone we're in Pittsburgh. Okay? Like, I just thought that, like, that was the worst case of yeah, reminding us. Silly. What, what, what sh- we know what show we're watching. We flip, put the remote well, on the TV to turn it on. You know what I mean? Well, we also, I mean, I'm, I gather, I think that was at the beginning of the show, right? That was the that first was, segment. That, that's probably why he did that. That was probably a very, that was strategic in that sense. But it's it was still, still it's bullshit. Still, yeah, it still cuts through and it's still cold. Like, it's still like, ugh. Like, there was yeah. nothing genuine about but it. It's the same reason why they'll show a highlight at the top of the hour of what happened in the opening segment. Because you're getting new viewers, you're getting people that are just... You know, not every not every uh, fan in the arena sits in their seat at the same exact time. Yeah, that's no, kind of the way it. you look at it. But that's a, it, wrong placement yeah. for that. It line. just it's just it just it still it's, it comes off poorly regardless. Oh, so I would agree with that for brutal. sure. But yeah, I was like I was like pulling my hair. I think I was watching it with my wife, and I said, said Nikki, I was like, "You believe this shit?" Like she was like, "What are you talking about?" She's on Pinterest while I'm yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to rationalize with her. But yeah, I think overall, you 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 go um, you know, you, I I I think it's a a nice badge of honor that they should be talking about. As much as they do, in terms of being the longest episodic weekly television yeah. show ever, they should they should they should say it as much as they say it, and 
don't do any more. I don't, don't mind do any it less. in certain. I don't yeah. mind it for the most part, but like in situations like that, I just thought it was silly. Yeah. Um, here's one that I don't believe is a McMahonism, but apparently it's on this list. No chops to the chest. I have heard that. I heard that after Flair retired. No, I even heard before Flair retired. He was um, the only one allowed to do a chop. Him and Michaels, and then it stayed to just Michaels. And then once Michaels retired, like that, the, the chop was really. I, I feel I, like I that. Never knew that. Well, I feel like, like okay. So so well, that's a di- that's a different chop. That's his spot when he shh and then he you know open face palms you. Yeah. But that's that's we're talking about chops that follow that are followed up with woo, but you know oh, the okay. the knife edge. So that was a thing towards the end of Ric Flair's and Shawn Michaels's career. Um, I want to say though now, and this is because that was from an a, a older list. I want to say now that that's been sort of lax because I feel oh, like it's definitely I've definitely lax because. There was an episode of Raw before the pandemic. I think Drew McIntyre was in a match with Randy Orton. Yeah. And he chopped him yeah. so fucking hard. Like, I had to rewind it like to, to, to listen to it because, like, the sound was just deafening. Yeah. I, um. So, yeah. And it was a knife edge, too. It wasn't I, I, one of those, like, overhand open yeah, chops. I think, I think the reason why it's probably laxed and we actually are seeing more of it of it is, A, you have so many different variations of it, whether it's Big Show, whether it's Walter, whether it's fucking McIntyre, yeah, whatever. Walter, yeah, yeah. that sets his fucking move. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the reason why Vince McMahon hated it is the same reason he, he you are upset that he doesn't like the one fall nonsense. He, you know, that crowd participation that we all like, and yeah. I understand your frustration, you know, with the one fall echo, if we'll call it that, from Greg Hamilton. Um, I think he doesn't like that woo thing being kind of... After the chop. He doesn't like, he, he, you know, yeah. just like he doesn't like what, you know, you know, the way people, the way wrestlers speak and their cadence is deliberate, because I don't think he wants wrestlers to get caught by the audience with the what chant. And I don't think he wants the woo thing out there taken over either so i think that's why it was a thing more so than anything right. i could kind be wrong but again it seems to be back it seems to be back and I, because again yeah, I'm, I'm it's gonna live forever like a times. yeah again yeah. it's gonna live forever because that's just the way it is you know yeah, that's like saying nobody's allowed to do a suplex anymore right no. exactly so i think yeah. that's just it's just you know it, it's ebb and flows if it gets too annoying for vince mcmahon he'll fucking yeah. pull it again here's one i didn't know of until recently you know when i started becoming more of an avid listener to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard was no pronouns, pal. <laughs> That's that, that was one that didn't, I, I wasn't aware of for the longest time until, you know, I started listening to that podcast. It makes, you don't think about it, but it's actually, it's absolutely true. You know, you want he to be, a, you know, expanded upon. It's not he, it's John Cena. It's the rock. When you speak in pronouns, you know, then you're not being so clear. It, they, it's basically they're dumbing it down for the audience. Yeah, they need so you know instead of using pronouns, they're using their names. Yep. So in that in that aspect, it's we're we're, we're probably too conditioned to really see it any other way because well, of how we've thing, grown you know, up. You on know what it, the but. interesting thing is too that now that you brought that up, like dumbing it down for the audience is in real life. I won't call you Dennis Levy. I'll just call you Dennis. You know, in wrestling life, it's John Cena. It's Drew McIntyre, it's Randy Orton, yeah. you know, it's names like that, you know, it's using the full name, like, I won't be like, yeah, joining me is, you know, Justin Rosenblum, even though I've mentioned it before, but, right, right. you know what I mean, like, we don't talk to each other, like, hey, you, Dennis Levy, I'm gonna get a piece of you when I'm all, you know what I mean, yeah, like, yeah. we don't do that, in wrestling, it's, it's a full name, and it's just, and I understand why that, that Vince would kind of 
add that edict to the presentation because there are plenty of Johns and there are plenty of different, you know, same names but different last names. Obviously, well, it's not even just for the name aspect. It's you know, instead of saying he, her, she, him, ours, yeah, their, yep, you know, those are pronouns. Yeah. You know, you want to go with who is they, who is he, who is she. Address address the audience with their names. And again, we're so we grew up on this shit that we probably do, like you said, we don't know the difference. You know what I mean? So like when I hear someone call John Cena John, I'm like, the fuck do you know this guy? Yeah. You know what First I mean? First name basis? Yeah, yeah, like that's the way I look at it. So yeah. that's how much we're into it. I don't know how you feel about it, Dennis, but Oh I, I totally agree. And I don't I think it's everybody that that uh that uh I you know, Rick Flair is Rick Flair. No one, no, no one said, "Hey, Ricky or Rick, I'm yeah. gonna kick your ass." Hey, Richard. Yeah. Or Arnie <laughs> Anderson. Or, yeah. I, I, that uh, that is something I, that absolutely makes sense. Absolutely. And it's also it's part of the uh, and, and 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 if if we can you know even break it down even more that uh, it's like their first and last name as a wrestler that is. Your character. It's a brand. Yeah. That, 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 it's uh, digestible. That, 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 yeah, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, you don't go to a... Uh, when you do a, a pro... If you're wrestling The Undertaker, you're not going to go, Mark Saturday night, I'm fucking kicking your ass! Yeah, yeah. That, 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 well, uh, I think, hey, too... Mr. Like, Under. Yeah, well, well just, if, if you're sitting there and, you know, they're, they're speaking in pronouns with he's, she's, they's, hers, and his, and you're half paying attention, you're going to get up and go, wait, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, that's a real thing. Yeah. Your attention span is going to disappear, especially with the fucking phones nowadays. When, oh, you, yeah. when, when you're not hearing the subject matter be put in the spotlight. Yeah. And you have to do that by saying someone's name rather than addressing them as them or yeah. he or she. So it's... I feel like that is like a broadcasting 101 thing, not from a standpoint of like all broadcasting. Maybe it is, and I just don't notice it. But at least in the wrestling realm, it is absolutely a thing for sure. And I think it makes sense. Yes. Um, here's another one that uh, that. Let me take a look here. This one, I can understand why they do this one. I know some of the real diehard wrestling fans might th- might think this is bullshit, but. Um, no juniors. So if so, for instance, Rey Mysterio Jr., who he was once billed at in WCW, when he came to WWE, he was just Rey Mysterio. Chavo Guerrero Jr., whose father is Chavo Guerrero as well, the late Chavo Guerrero. Um, Chavo Jr. became just Chavo Guerrero. Um, I guess it was Vince McMahon and WWE's version of trying to brand that individual. Um, the, the, the big, one of the big McMahonisms that isn't even on this list, um, was the fact that if you came from somewhere else, that creation was altered when you got to WWE in Vince McMahon's creative vision, if you will. Yeah. So when Rey Mysterio came over from WCW to WWE, you also have to remember at the end of his w at the end of WCW's run, Ray wasn't wearing a mask. He had his mask taken from him in a match in a few years prior. He was wrestling in a tag team without a mask. And when he came to WWE, the marketing genius that Vince McMahon has been known to be at times thought he could make money with the masks with the with the the the, the children's demographic. So he put Ray back in the mask, which 
to some diehard wrestling fans was sacrilege because of the tradition of the mask in Mexico. But he also took away the junior. And that was, in fans' minds, their thought process was, was Vince McMahon, in a way, trying to strip Rey Mysterio of what he was what he represented in WCW, but at the same time, he also put the mask back on him, which which was something that was a, a popular move and still a popular move to this day because that's all they make their money off of is that likeness with the mask. Yeah. So to me, I feel like um, the junior part, when it comes to certain guys like a Ray or like a Chavo, that didn't bother me because eventually when you start talking, it just rolls off the tongue once you get used to it over time. You know, we were Wait, we were having thinking, junior on there, you mean? Not having it. Oh, so well. there's no ju- so like there's no juniors. So so I guess to kind of circle around this a little bit, why wouldn't Vince McMahon want a junior? I think because of the of of trying to brand the name. I would that, agree. That that's, yeah. that's just my take. yeah. I think I think it also stands to have um a a, a stigma attached to it that it it in a, it 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 ages a wrestler somewhere out there. There's a senior. You know what I mean, yep. and it, 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 I think it, it just it it, key, it tightens things up a little bit, um, and I think it's the same as this other McMahonism that's been somewhat new is WrestleManias are no longer numbered anymore. It's not WrestleMania. I'm still having a hard time with that one. Well, they, we'll they, talk well, about that. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way: the, the 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 verbiage is still used in the universe. You like, for instance, you know, watching these Undertaker last rides. You see, he he'll directly say WrestleMania 35, or when he's interviewed by someone, you know, in you know a a the Matt Camp or Caleb Braxton, someone will still refer to a WrestleMania by the number. But when they promote WrestleMania, when they oh, announce WrestleMania, WrestleMania, it is WrestleMania. Maybe the little tagline going Hollywood or a thrill ride or whatever, ultimate party, something or other, it's WrestleMania. And the reason for that in the last five, six, seven years has been, well, we got to, it's, and I don't get it. To me, the Super Bowl is numbered and it's the biggest fucking television event every year. Um, but in his logic, apparently, if, you, if everyone is to be believed, it's it ages the event. Like apparently he also, taking the number out, along with terms like the granddaddy of them all. Like, that really ages the event. Come on. Like, the granddaddy of them all. The Rose Bowls. The Rose Bowls called that. It doesn't hurt the event. No one's sitting there going, oh, that's old people watch that. Yeah. Like, Get the more uh, steep to it. Yeah. It's fucking... Re- I mean, the word WrestleMania, I just... Like, I, like, I call myself there. It's fucking WrestleMania. Yep. You know what I mean? So, I don't have... I think that's a silly one. You take the numbers out, you know, and again, it's only in the promotion, only in the hype. When you're on Raw and they're building to WrestleMania, the road to WrestleMania, it's not WrestleMania 36, WrestleMania 37, 35, whatever. It's not just WrestleMania. Well, it's funny because when you look at, like, for instance, you, WrestleMania this year, you know, the last couple of years they haven't, you know, promoted WrestleMania with the number in the hype towards it. But if you go on the network and you want to watch WrestleMania 36, it will say WrestleMania 36. It will still have the number. Yes. The merchandise. They still sell merchandise saying WrestleMania th- with a number. Yeah. You know, I get the jerseys. I used to yep. get the jerseys every year. And the jersey, it's the number is the number of WrestleMania. So, yeah. I think you know, they I just... I a bunch I, of WrestleMania jerseys in that bag. Underneath yeah. There I think they just want to make it... I think that's for the sole purpose of outsiders okay. for the sole purpose of outsiders yeah you know i think they're which i want to understand if vince mcmahon understands outsiders you know what i mean or the wwe it's a hard it's a hard animal to catch out of that bubble it's it's a hard excuse me it's, i just broke there it's a it's hard right. animal to catch 
in terms of your audience you're you're trying to pull in that's not in the bubble. So I feel like that is a perfect uh, thing that I think is designed just for the audience. Because th- that's another, all oh, they're insulting my intelligence. I know there's 36 WrestleManias. That's a perfect uh, McMahonism for the outsider, which I think is what a lot of these are. It's to sanitize the product to welcome more people. Makes sense. That, that, uh, to play devil's advocate, that, uh, other than other than NFL, who does that? Baseball, World Series, no. NBA Finals, no. Hockey, you know, Stanley no. Cup for fuck's sake. That 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 uh, yeah. that, 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 that they don't mention it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. and they also lean, and but they also lean on their their lineage. It's the oldest, most prestigious individual trophy, or oh, not individual sports. team trophy yeah. in sports. You yeah, know, the Heisman Trophy, the same thing. Other, you know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not Stanley like Heisman Cup. Trophy or Stanley Cup seventy six. Yep. You know, you might say the 1998 Stanley Cup playoffs or the 2020 Stanley uh, so Cup. So maybe they're just trying to... Though, um, I had a point. Sorry. But maybe they're trying to differentiate the... Uh, you, you know, the... Uh, Try not to copy the NFL. Like that's their... Yeah. They're trying to put their own stamp on it. Yeah. Their own brand. That, uh, or, or my point mm-hmm. was that... that, uh, that, that uh, I don't care what anyone says. That, that, and I only saw 20 minutes of it. And it was the Undertaker's new, the new, um, the new, the last uh, ride. Yeah, the last ride. The terminology, last ride, last dance. The uh, oh, we're we're talking about current current things, and all of a sudden, woo, we're going back to the structure of it. Yeah. It was a rip off to the last. Well, why do you the, think the, so? The why, why why wouldn't it be to go get those people who might have watched 20 years ago that don't watch wrestling what are you anymore? trying to say though have your attention yeah. that's what i feel like mcmahonisms are designed around is like how do i welcome the the audience that doesn't know care or speak carny if you will you know let's go get new people yeah into the in, under the tent that's, yeah. a, that's a good way of looking at it here's here's one that it was short-lived i'll say that um, didn't last very long. Canadian wrestlers being built from American cities. So, um, oh fuck that! I'm so, totally. So Jericho was Jericho originally was built from Winnipeg, Manitoba, but at some point during his WWE run, he was built from Manhasset, New York. Chris Benoit was built from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and some point during his WWE run, he was built from Atlanta, Georgia, where he lived at that at one point in time. Um, Edge and Christian, both from Tampa, or living in Tampa, but both originally from Toronto, Ontario. They would build those from those Canadian wrestlers from American cities. It was something that was, like, it didn't last very long. Well, I'll put it to you this way. And it didn't really, it didn't bother me, per se. But I don't, I, I, I don't really understand the logic why Vince decided he wanted to change up um, where these guys were built from. I have a from. theory. That, 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 uh... That uh, I don't I don't know why, well, well, well my theory is not not that 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 uh, why he would build America like someone from Canada and build him as an American, but why he flipped it back, like me one of my biggest I, I I'm always I'm, I I at all three of us I think I'm the most pro have the audience in the match with with the wrestlers right, but however. The one thing that drives me fucking nuts, and I'll turn the fucking channel in the heartbeat. Oh you got Here a Canadian go. wrestler, a Canadian wrestler fight against that 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 that, that the Japanese heel 
or like, like you, you know, you, you know, or you know, I'm a Cuban nationalist heel. That 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 that. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's from fucking Canada. Oh, here, man. USA, USA. <laughs> I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. I, well, I, then you I'm definitely to, don't want to watch WrestleMania Nine <laughs> because the Bret Hart Yokozuna match. They're chanting USA, and Bobby Heenan on commentary goes, "Don't these idiots know Bret Hart's from Canada?" Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I th- oh, I try to be fucking. I I go fucking bananas. When, 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 when the audience does that. I think the... Th- the I have a, a slight theory as to it, and it could be wrong, probably is. Um, I think the fact that wrestler, wrestling fans associate the Hart family with Canada so strongly, they're so one and the same, that I think that there's maybe, not necessarily for any underhanded reason, but just to kind of disassociate it's easier to just say you're not from Canada, so you're not labeled as being, oh, you're like a Hart. You're a wrestler or like Bret Hart or Stu Hart. You know what I mean? Like, there is such a That's dominant... A that there's a, There's such a... And again, it could, I could be wrong. There could There is such a association. They're almost one and the same in wrestling. Canada, the Hart family. You know what I mean? Yes, there's the Tunnies and, you know, that's all I got. You know what I mean? <laughs> um you know, there's tons of great Canadian wrestlers, obviously, but the Hart family has dominated the country in terms of popularity, thanks in large part to the WWE. So, um, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, if, you know, we don't want to harken back. Again, we're, you know, it's we don't want to harken back to the past with all these wrestlers being from Canada. Because Canada, to the to these dumb hillbilly fans we have, is, is the Hart family's domain. So, let's just... Let's just bring them on this side of the border. Say they, you know, that they live here and that America is where their opportunity came from being working for the WWE. You know what I mean? So I think there's an Americanized disassociation with what we understand Canada to be in the wrestling world. That's my that's my very loosely pieced together two second theory. Makes okay. sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't find an argument there. Um, here's another one. Interviewers calling for wrestlers to explain their actions. So, for instance, you get someone like a Renee Young backstage interviewing Randy Orton and she, you know, introduces him and then she mentions, you know, his attack on X, you know, the wrestler X or whoever and they show the video, and you, you get the replay of it, and then she looks at him and says, Randy, could you exp- please explain your actions as to what we just witnessed here moments ago? And then you get the, the, the traditional um, you know, response from, from the wrestler, their reason why they attacked them, etc., etc. Um, I don't really... I, I never... This was another one where like I didn't really think this was a McMahonism, because I think this is something that has... That's just sports in general. Yeah, I think that's just like a generalized kind of um, term or terminology or usage of words. Um, I mean, I've watched older wrestling, um, not just WWE, but, you know, WCW, Jim Crockett, where, you know, what the hell just happened? Explain yourself. Why the hell would you do such a thing? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think this is a McMahon. I don't... To me, this doesn't re- this doesn't resonate to me as a McMahon ism, but it's on this list. I I think it's just it's. I think I think it's just because it's been around forever that people see it and it's just too like. I feel like, quote unquote, journalist, wrestling journalist, the the uh, the stick person, 
I think just probably needs to find more variety in how they act, how they essentially ask someone to explain themselves. You know what I mean? You know, what are your thoughts on? You know, tell us what you were thinking. You know, what was going through your mind? Just, I think that's all it is. I think um I don't know if that's a make like you said I don't know if, I, I don't think that's a McMahonism. Um, I don't know. It's it, it, to me it's just weird. Like how yeah. else? You, that's I want to know why. I want that guy to explain yeah, what they did. Of course. So let's. You want it's funny because it's a McMahon, it's a McMahonism on this list, and you brought this up earlier about needing to explain things from the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? To WrestleMania twenty seven, we needed them to tell us, or at least in fans' minds, that Triple H wrestled the Undertaker ten years prior. You know that was a big point of contention in the buildup amongst the internet wrestling community. So, you know, but now you don't want the the backstage interviewer to ask said individual to explain their actions because it's a McMahonism like that. That to me, like yeah. it's it's a it's a contradiction. Unless we're not understanding what this means, it just yeah. seems like a very like. Yeah, yeah, hand in hand, right with uh, Dolan Sulte intelligence. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good exactly. point too. Yeah, like that's a good point. If too. you were watching news coverage and they brought somebody yeah, on TV, you, yeah, you know, you want them to describe, explain what I'm watching, what I saw. Are yeah. you, like, are you even just like have like the even even when you say something like explain yourself, when you say that you don't have to exactly have to explain yourself. It's like. So, something abnormal happened, and we gotta bring it up. That that that. Uh, why did Randall Keith Orton hit hit Edge with a wrench? You know what I mean? Why yeah. did you do it, Edge? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. You know, uh, no, I get what yeah. you're. I totally get what you're saying. I think also too, the only reason why I could here's how I could rationalize why this is a McMahonism is because I feel like stick men or stick women, stick people, stick people, um, backstage interviewers or whatever. Um, are very in today's wrestling landscape are and it goes across all platforms of wrestling are very one dimensional with their their delivery and how they present themselves. You don't have like for instance like like Mean Gene yes. Oakland is probably the greatest of all time to do it. Easily. Okay, easily, and everyone else is fighting for second place on another planet, and. Okerlund had a personality and a way to deliver that, like, felt like what he was saying was organic. Whereas you got a Renee Young or a Charlie Caruso who will, you know, just kind of deliver the same lines and, yeah. in the same manner. And they're the just same holding tone, the microphone. Just essentially holding a microphone. You could close your eyes and Helen Keller could tell you how that whole thing's going to transpire because yeah, yeah. of the way because of the way that like the overscripting is so overproduced in today's wrestling landscape at least with WWE. Yeah. So I think that is probably why this makes a McMahonism um list because of the fact that like just the delivery and the way that it's it's presented is so sanitized. Is, is yeah. the best way I could describe it's, it's, it. It's 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 archaic and formulaic and sanitized to the point where it's like you kind of wish there you was could some say it word for word. Yeah, right yeah. You almost wish there was more back and forth banter, if you will, kind of like when you know with Mean Gene would have with just about everybody. With Hogan, especially Hogan. You know, you yeah. know fucking Jake the Snake, yeah. Macho Man. There was you know bant. He had this playful Bobby banter. Heenan. Yeah, yeah. You know whether when he's interviewing someone and you know that person usually 
said something about Jean, and Jean quipped back, and but it didn't kind of the colostomy connection. Yeah, what did you say? So, yeah. I said the colossal connection. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, it seems like WrestleMania that six. Might everyone, be the, just in case you're wondering where that line. That came might from. be the thing that I think is what is too that that turns me off to that exchange. There is that I that might be what is being alluded to here. This one, I'm interested to know both your takes on it, and I'll let. I'll let Dennis start first. Certain wrestlers being required to wear their wrestling gear even when they are not wrestling. Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. That 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 uh, that uh, once again, like, uh, like it takes away the illusion that that that, that I don't know that that it just drives me nuts that that that, that you're gonna have a promo. And, and you want someone to take you seriously, and you're wearing your siglet or, like, you know, your trunks, whatever, and you're telling this person, I'm going to destroy you, I'm going to kick your ass, watch your back, you know what I mean? You're going to go, you, you're going to, you, you know, when, when you have no uh, you have no wrestling match at all, you're going to wear your trunks, and and you're going to potentially jump this guy uh, behind a dumpster or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, like a... With, with 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 your boots and your and your wrestling gear on, yeah, that's a tough sell for for, for me. That 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 uh that if you want all this stuff to to like you know yeah, I just you gotta make it like you know like a true natural environment. If you ask me, that that uh, and that just drives me nuts. Well, I think I think ironically, I think that is the thought process. I think we talk about you know the way that they want us to watch and absorb things as they happen and keep us engaged. I think, and this is maybe another off the wall theory. I think their belief is if we see someone in wrestling gear, we're going to assume they're wrestling at some point tonight. So if we're listening to them speak and they're talking shit about whoever, you know, they're explaining themselves. Yeah. You just see them in gear and you just assume because they're in gear, they're going to wrestle. So obviously you kind of that kind of transitions you from their speech to their actions. That's my theory on it. You know, again, loosely put together in the matter of two seconds. But I agree with you. It's silly. I think there's nothing wrong with guys just being in their even if there's even if they're wearing a, a, a piece of their merchandise. That's fine. But you know, the it, to me, you should be a real person. Doesn't apply to everybody though. There are some people that probably should be wearing their gear all the fucking time. The Undertaker, even Hulk Hogan, for a degree, to a degree. Those people—that's the ultimate warrior. You know what I mean? Those, those, those people—that's who they are. That's you don't want them to be. You know, talk about parts unknown. That's where the ultimate warrior. Some if he was from You're... fucking Albuquerque, New Mexico, you'd be like, huh? You know what I mean? Like you don't want to humanize them too much by putting them in civvies, if you will. So. There's it applies to certain people I think I think it, I think it's, I think also, it's incorrectly applied though I think it also point. is a part of a marketing plan to market that particular brand which I'll bring up a couple examples here like first like for instance you just mentioned like Undertaker Hogan Warrior like that those those respective brands that are being marketed um, you most pe- most fans you would you would guess wouldn't want to see what Jim Helwig looks like walking into the building. Like they do those shots where a guy walks into the building with his gear bag or whatever. Like 
most fans would want to see the brand known as the Ultimate Warrior or even the Ready Undertaker. Ready to go. Okay? So I think that there's a brand marketing aspect to that, McMahonism. Um, but I think in both your cases, it's silly. Another example of that was the John Cena getting fired from the Nexus storyline and he had a fucking ticket to come to Monday Night Raw and he wore his fucking knee pads. Yeah. Sitting front row. He's wearing all his wrestling gear. Okay? All of his wrestling gear. And it's like, if you were just fired, why are you going to wear all your shit? But that's all about fucking marketing. They were marketing the brand of John Cena. He had wristbands. He had a headband. He had a baseball cap. He had fucking a t-shirt. You know? He had all that shit on him. Clear as day. Fucking purple and yellow colors. Bright as shit. So you can see. And you can be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get my little boy Jimmy the fucking, the, the, the John Cena yeah, purple t-shirt. Yeah, that is, certainly has lots of And the hats and the, all that other shit. Now, they, this is where they fucking made up for it in that brand marketing aspect. Was when they built up the John Cena Undertaker match a couple years ago at WrestleMania And I remember specifically when they said that John Cena was going to be a member of the audience because he didn't have a match on WrestleMania, which I found to be bullshit to begin with, but they made it look like John Cena was a part of the audience. He had a t-shirt and long jeans. He didn't wear jean shorts. He didn't wear any of his gimmicks. I think he called them extended jean shorts. Uh, Yeah, I think I remember (laughs) that. That was funny. And he sat in the crowd. During like he, they didn't do a segment where they showed him entering and with his ticket or anything like that. They had him sit in the crowd throughout the whole two hours of that kickoff show before the show even started. Okay, like it was one of those things where um, that wasn't insulting to my intelligence. But years, pr- eight years prior, he's gonna come out on TV yeah. and all of his gimmicks. With the only ticket left in the front row. Yeah. The only ticket. And that's another thing, too. That, like, when they have these wrestlers, oh, I bought a ticket in the front row. Don't you work for the fucking company? You couldn't get a comp or something? You know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that stuff to me, like, that goes along the insulting my intelligence route. But the whole, you know, this McMahonism here of um, being required to wear their ring gear, I think at times it's silly. I, I really do, but I think in certain cases, when it comes to marketing a particular brand, it's necessary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the thing that we're all kind of hitting on is that it doesn't... The, the, the premise of it makes sense, but in some application, it is poorly applied. Um, because there are some people that just don't need to wear their gear all the fucking time. You know what I mean? They can... They can just throw pants on, and they can still wear that T-shirt, and they can sell the T-shirt. You know, and, it's and, no and, different and, than MMA when those guys wear all their sponsor shit before and after their fights, right? You know what I mean? And when they, during press interviews and stuff. Yeah, how many, but I mean, like you look at guys who don't wear their gear all the time, a like Brock Lesnar, The Rock. Um, fuck, it's a, probably a pretty small list now. Kevin Owens might throw on a, a pair of uh, you know jogger pants now, but he's still more or less looking the same. So that like it only applies to certain people, and I think it doesn't really. It, does, it shouldn't be across the board, because like you said, there's a brand element and a larger-than-life character element to it. But at the same time, there should be some people that, like, there there are wrestlers on that roster that look like us. Yeah, you should that, be able to relate to... Yeah, you, you should know. be able to just... even Yeah, like, we'll, we'll get the ha-ha that they want, us, they want their merchandise to move off the shelves a little quicker, and they're wearing jeans with that T-shirt they're trying to sell. Like, so I think in that sense, like I said... 
it's a, it, it makes sense, but it's not always it's it's often correctly incorrectly applied. You know what I hate? And you just brought that. You just kind of it, it sparked. It, it basically sparked what you know I'm trying to get across here is that there will be segments on 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 WWE TV where they'll go in a guy's locker room and you know he'll have his gear bag next to his chair. He'll be sitting in his chair, and in each locker. There's like the same four T-shirts <laughs> that they're trying to sell on WWE Shop. So like, if it was like Roman Reigns' locker room, like, is he that much of a narcissist that he's gonna put a put a fucking T-shirt, the same one in every locker That's to remind funny. you that like you're gonna be buying their T-shirt? Like, is he, you know what I mean? Or he's giving it to all the boys so that they can wear. And then yeah, you know, it's a little guerrilla marketing. Give them a sample of the shirt. You know, they walk, they go out in public wearing another wrestler shirt. I just find that to be so silly. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like. Yeah, oh, we're, we're, we're going into so-and-so's locker room to get an exclusive word. And then there's like, oh, here's this t-shirt and this t-shirt and this t-shirt. Oh, wait a minute. And there's a hat, too, over there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. Like, it's just, you know, I get it. Like, that's their form of marketing and advertising. But, you know, um, I just I just find it to be rather silly. Um, well, oh, there, there might be some meat on the bone with this one. Referees no longer being allowed to be referenced by name. I don't get it. And it doesn't take away for it doesn't either way or away when they said like, you know Earl Hefner or whatever that that that, uh, that doesn't take away or or give anything to me so it's, I mean I have no yeah it's pretty uh, minute to me too okay and, and that uh that uh, of course maybe like the Hogan that whole thing or the you know the, uh, the giant and oh, Sunday, the S- twin S- referees yeah that that if we had to know who they were that that uh. But I yeah, I don't. Outside of that, it's not a big. It's yeah. really not a big deal. The referee has been largely marginalized as a person on camera in general for. I kind of like. Here's where you. Here, here's where you like go out. Here's an example of going out of your way to marginalize the referee. Was the Triple H Undertaker end of an era Hell in the Cell match from WrestleMania 28? Shawn Michaels was the guest referee. Okay, obviously he's Shawn Michaels. You're not going to get away with not referencing him as the referee because he was a big part of the story. But at one point during that match, he was knocked out. And Charles Robinson ran down to the ring and got unlocked and unlocked the cage so he could make the pinfall. And Undertaker chokeslammed him. And JR goes, oh my God, Undertaker chokeslammed the little referee. Like, yeah. didn't even, like, reference him by name. But you just went out of your way to basically, like, really marginalize the referee, because you couldn't even give him the little referee. I just thought so that you was... think probably Vince goes, goes in his ear and said, don't say David Robinson. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I, I tend to think that's very much... Maybe not in that moment, but I think I think it's a well-understood thing for the most part. And maybe it's laxed. Maybe it's changing. We just don't notice it. But for the most part, I don't think a referee is a focal point of the show until they are. So when they are... Then they might deserve a name drop if, the, if if there's a referee's decision, you know what I mean? Then that's fine. Or, but outside of that, not a it, honestly. What are we? Like, I'm not paying to see the ref. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, not like AEW where this fucking you know girl has to fucking pose in between three counts. You know what yeah. I mean? She has a fucking podcast and you know she's oh uh, I uh, fucking the uh, camera. Aubrey. Yeah, I'm fuck yeah. like fuck you. You're a referee. If you want to wrestle, go wrestle. Like you know what I mean? Like, and it's. You know, you're, you're the ref. I think there's novelty in knowing, like the re- like you know, in the '80s, we we knew every ref- 
uh, referee. Yeah. There was a novelty to that. Sure. Uh, sure. There's a novelty to that in like a wink and nod. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, like, yeah, this is the ref. Like, you know, if you're at an indie show, you usually see the referee kind of checking the turnbuckles and winking at everybody and kind of like, haha, I'm going to call it on the middle yeah. and, you know, all that other shit that kind of the, 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 the fandom of the fandom, if you yeah. will. But it's, it's whatever. The, you know, I don't know the name of every NFL official. Every NBA official, and it's and if I do know, it's probably for a bad reason. So, doesn't it's it's not necessary. I don't. I'm okay with that one. Absolutely. All right, let's shift gears um, and talk about some of the banned words that that are not allowed to be spoken of um, on WWE programming per the order of Vince McMahon. First one being wrestling. And catch used in some European countries. Those are banned. Instead, the announcers will just reference it as WWE or sports entertainment. Um, have at it. Yeah, I don't like that one. That uh, is it warranted though? I don't know. I, it's so good because here's the thing: you're gonna go. Do they do that with like they're going to the Today Show? Something big. Mm-hmm. Geraldo, I don't know, right? Did, 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 uh, Geraldo they get, sells a show? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> He's around. Yeah. Uh, whoever. Uh, did, 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 uh, do they do, uh, uh, here's uh, John Cena and The Undertaker, sports entertainers? Or are they going to announce They're them superstars. They're WWE superstars. Well, that brings and us that's to another one. That yeah, brings us to another. Around, but. Wrestlers and catchers are banned as well. Instead, they're WWE superstars being the proper replacement. But how, um, about, how about in this scenario? Uh, I'm an interviewer, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm Joe Schmo. I don't know nothing about wrestling. I'm just, you know, you know CNN news person, right? Mm-hmm. And and I called you a wrestler. Are you supposed to correct me and be like, no, I'm a sports entertainer? Or, or uh, what's see, the rules would, on that? I, see, I think everyone has their own rules. Me, personally, when it comes to the sports entertainment versus wrestling debate, I think I've said this before. Wrestling is a f- is under the sports entertainment umbrella. Guess what? Every other sport is under the sports entertainment entertainment umbrella. Mm-hmm. You sell tickets, you put it on TV, you glitz it up, you gloss it up. It's sports entertainment, even if it's the Super Bowl. It's still entertainment. So that's kind of how I've rationalized. It's still it is sports entertainment, but it is but football is also sports entertainment. Yep. And that's how wrestling is sports entertainment. Are you a sports entertainer? Hell no. You're a WWE superstar. But I think that even has a more encompassing terminology. It's more about branding. Yes. But in terms of differentiating, it doesn't differentiate you. Because not everybody not everybody in WWE is a wrestler. No. But, you, but everybody in WWE, at least on camera, is a WWE superstar, in my Fair opinion. I would, I, and that, but to me, that reaches outside of the ring. If you're Zelina Vega, you're a WWE superstar. If you're Byron Saxton, in my opinion, you're a WWE superstar. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's a more encompassing uh, term for the wrestlers versus the managers versus anyone else who is featured on the show. You're a WWE, you, you are those things by trade, but you are a WWE superstar. It, it, it goes back to what I was saying in terms of branding. If you break it down for a sec, you know, a casual fan or someone who doesn't watch wrestling, you know... They'll, they'll look at, like you said, a Byron Saxton, and they'll be like, he's a WWE superstar, you know what I mean? Like, to go watch WWE, you're not going to break it down and be like, 
oh, well, he's an interviewer and he does the commentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just going to say he was on WWE. Like, yeah. for instance, like, athletes is a name that's like, is a, is a term that's banned, apparently. Um, right, and athletes. in replacement is WWE superstars. Okay. Um, instead of calling them athletes, they're WWE superstars. Um, but I, I look at it like, what are those fucking things we used, you know, every household in America had those, like, Russian dolls. Like one inside oh, the other. the little tchotchkes yeah. with the, the yeah. egg doll. You, That's how yeah. I look at this type of classification of terminology. Like I said, the big umbrella is sports entertainment, yeah. right? And then inside that is WWE superstar. Inside that is another small one that's a wrestler, another yeah. one a ring announcer. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of how I look at it. In the same, you know, vernacular of football, you know what I mean? Or, or baseball. Like that's kind of how I've compartmentalized it, for the lack of a better word, is, you know, it, it, to me... It, the the one that I think is dirty, that I think is too sanitizing, is when you're calling someone a sports entertainer. No one's a fucking sports entertainer. Yeah. Like sports entertainment is is the category, the house that it all lives in. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. That's no, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Um, what do we got here next on this list? The noun fight um, should not be used with match. And bout both being accepted instead. That also includes fighting. Um, but the terminology action is something that gets used um, when describing the match. They, they the, can use the term wrestling match, though. It has to be just... Well, more match. recently with the Edge and Randy Orton, obviously they... they oh, right, yeah, of course. Yeah, they, really u- they really went you know above and beyond reminding us that it's, it's going the to be a wrestling, wrestling match. Ever. Yeah, you know what I mean? But... Um, like fight, unless you're billing it as like a street fight, right? I you know feel like I, mean? it's, I don't standard think it's... match isn't a fight. It's more or less action or a match um, that they that they're describing. Yeah, I like. I think the one what, the one that you hear now when people like harken back is like, oh, my father took me to the matches. You don't ever hear that anymore now. Like now it's yeah, my dad took me to WWE. Yeah, you Make know what I mean. Point. To a a live event even is 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 yeah. even a more glossier yeah. word too. Like. But, you know, to me, match is good. Bout is a little... Like, to me, that's something the ring too announcer boxing. says. That's a, that's, yeah, exactly. The yeah, ring announcer, too boxing. the following bout is this, or, you know, like... But I don't want, you know... That's why they would say the following contest yeah, and, is scheduled for one fall. And that one, it, it's... That one's, like, so grandfathered in, I don't even really care. Yeah. You can call it a contest, I don't care. Yeah. It's not a contest. But, um... I think it just depends on what you're trying to paint, what picture you're trying to paint. If it's a fight... If it's a a, a a grudge, a battle, you know, where two people are looking for each other's blood, a fight makes sense. It all depends. It all depends on what you're the, trying to within craft. the context of the story. Yeah, whatever, yeah. You, whatever you're trying to build. You know, if it's a match, it's a wrestling match. It's a wrestling match. If it's a if it's a contest about it, to me, it's it's it just needs to be all placed correctly. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. what makes it more of an. That's when you recognize the ism when it's like, oh, this contest. And when it's said in just the weirdest place, and you're like, eh, it's not a contest, dude. You know, this this is definitely this one's definitely gonna be up your alley, Dennis. Um, women or woman being replaced at one point, and it's not the case now, with diva or divas, um, which might be proof that it is limited to words they don't want translated literally into foreign language. Um, but obviously, that's something that has. Um, that has changed in recent years as they have tried to, um, you know, acclimate the women 
and integrate them more into the programming instead of just being attractions. Um, what was your take, Dennis, on them? Because you're a big women's wrestling fan. Your story, i said it a million times, and I'll say it again, fascinating that you started watching women's wrestling before you got into the male-dominated genre. Um, what is your take on them banning women or women and replacing it with divas at one point? Oh, you're driving nuts. Yeah. That, that, uh, that um, well, it, it, it went from, it was weird that, that, that uh, you know, like you'll get, like you said, it was a special attraction from like, you know, 80s all the way to the mid-90s and then, you know, you know then... The, uh, the the Medusa Michelli, Laundra Blaze, she left, and then it became yeah the diva show or, or that that uh you know, uh, you, 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 you know the you know Braun painting matches for for a championship and all this other stuff and uh you know what broke my heart that, that I know I'm going off the rails a little bit but but what broke my heart more than anybody that that, that even though she started in glow what was was Ivory that that, that uh she worked her ass off from, from, from being that girl that wore a g-string and on glow to to being like a professional wrestler she put 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 put, put the bumps in she was a jobber in lpwa that 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 uh, that uh she really 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 wanted to put it uh, to make her mark in women's wrestling and then they just went right back to, 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 to that garbage of like that uh you know, brawn panties and TNA and it's all this other shit. And even like people like Victoria, where you guys tell us wanted to wrestle, had to go through that garbage too, just like you know, tossing around wearing, wearing, bear wearing a, a ring outfit and all this other stuff. And that uh, it just made me upset. It really did. That that uh, and of course even like the, the like like Trish Strategy of the world. She started out you know barking like a dog, and like, <laughs> on her knees and you know treated like like she's a piece of shit. Then, then, then she became, of course, this great wrestler and does all that stuff. But her origins, she was she she was treated like a piece of like a, a piece of trash and like, like just you know uh, the the tits and ass and fucking you know TNA. That 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 uh that then uh, it was just fucking it 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 really made me upset growing up with three sisters like you said my first my my first interaction wrestling because they controlled the TV was women's wrestling you know what I mean that 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 uh. That uh, I don't like. I said I don't know one off the rails there, but no, no, that, no, that, no. That, that terminology made me very upset. That that it was just it just and, and you I I watch uh, before she was Mickey James, Lexus Lurie, who was the her her, her uh, that that uh, when, when she would wrestle in the Indies, she was the wrestler's wrestler. Mm-hmm. That 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 uh, Lexus Lurie, and she was fucking fantastic. That that uh, then she becomes you, you know the Mickey James character and she's wearing these skimpy outfits and that's all you know she's the divas champion I'm like this motherfucker this motherfucker has my Lexus Lurie who 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 if you if you put fifty wrestlers the best fifty wrestlers on the planet she's in there male or female and and she's fucking transferring around and like she's a fucking slut. Drove me fucking nuts. No, it's, it's true. She grabbed fucking Trish Stratus' pussy at WrestleMania. That's, That's that so wrestler's good. wrestler. <laughs> well, I will. I will say, Dennis, uh, all that is legitimate gripe. 
my my gripe with the term diva is if you look at that word outside of of wrestling it's not an endearing term to be called a diva you know if you how many times have we heard the term you know in our workplace oh she's a diva he's yeah. a diva. you know in a, you know anywhere for that matter it's not a term of endearment and wwe i think they're trying to I that think term. they insulted our tele- intelligence, and I mean this legitimately, when they use that term to say strong, sexy, powerful. Yeah. They're trying to rebrand the term. Yeah, l- literally redefine the word in the dictionary. So now it's so to to at that time, two thousand eleven. Diva to us means yeah, yeah. like not even t- they just this is what a diva is. So then you've got little <laughs> girls who look up to these girls and they think they're they're using the word diva, and you're like that's not a good word to that that would be like. If they called the the males prima donnas, were you know were they the prima donnas? It's not that's not an enduring ter- an endearing term the either. Male chauvinists. Yeah, exactly. The male, you know, like the and then you just redefine it in your own way. It just to me that's a little more insulting. And I think you know when you use that terminology, you're really just taking liberties with the English language. I think so. I'm glad they changed it to to, to WWE Superstar, and obviously we've been through the, the the gauntlet of what makes women's wrestling so much better now versus five years ago. We do, we so, do. I mean, that's a good thing. You know what you make a sack of potatoes, though? I don't know what would have been more insulting to me, and this just just really just hit me. You put, uh, you say the, the woman's champion, the, the, the WWE's woman's champion, and you say it's fucking Kelly Kelly. That's not a fucking wrestler. <laughs> and you're going to put the fucking woman's championship on her? But she is a WWE superstar. Uh, uh, but but and she a can be. Diva. If you say Diva's champion, I'm actually okay with that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but so is WWE superstar. That's why, like, a wrestler, think about it. I think of, like, a wrestler, that's like, that's a, you know, you know, cauliflower ear, you know, crooked nose, yeah. callousy face. You know, a wrestler's got a connotation to it that is ex- very exclusive. But you're telling hot, me hot, hot dog and a handshake. Yeah, it's a very exclusive thing. You you can you can draw a wrestler, and it's a very particular thing. A WWE superstar is all encompassing. And it also made me upset it's too. It's a Swiss Army knife. During the Divas era, championship era, that that uh, you would have Kelly Kelly and like you know that uh, Beth Phoenix. That, that, I like I like Beth Phoenix. That that, that uh, But no, you would have someone like a, that represents that term diva, like yeah, Kelly I, Kelly I, re- wrestling. Someone that represented the term wrestler, uh, what, like a Beth. Phoenix. What I'm trying to get at: who was the jobber? J- Jillian Hall, the, the 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 one the girl I would wrestle or wrestle around all these girls, and she's the fucking jobber. And that 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 uh, like the wrestlers. We're getting held back, and the divas were on the top of that. <clears throat> the athletic ability of some of the females weren't as weren't the the showcase and the highlight, and it was more cosmetically. It was it was a cosmetic presentation that 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 they were accentuating when it I, came to the women. I I don't know how anyone <clears throat> would agree with that. No fair no and, and fair points made here. Um, one that drives me nuts to this day. I hate it. I've always hated it. But they replaced the word fans with WWE Universe. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it from the standpoint of like, I'm not a member of the WWE Universe. I'm in the WWE Universe. If I'm being referred to that on the show is like, oh, well, this is what the WWE Universe thinks. Or I can't believe he would turn his back on the WWE Universe. I could get behind that. But 
like this was also at the beginning of like social media and like the that sense of our digital cre- community. That was you know? when they tried to create their own Facebook. Yeah, and like they couldn't police that shit. They called it like wweuniverse.com and they were trying to they basically took the template of Facebook and were like, "All right, here you go. You want to be on social media? Um, Kelly Kelly would have a profile, but she wouldn't be the one doc, you know, posting and documenting, you know, things that go on in her wwe eccentric life yeah it would just be you know a, a, a random person putting down all this shit posting stuff but they do that for for pretty much anybody i was stupid they, they kind of do that now but like you know it's not within that facebook realm but they tried to create their own facebook and they realized that they did at that time they didn't have the capabilities to police all that shit especially with the 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 smart mark fans that would call them out on their bullshit yeah well, i'm gonna say no non non wrestlers so that, that that i was dumb enough that, that that i was on facebook and i thought i was talking to bam uh, i forgot, forgot his fucking name already maybe it was on jackass bam macanero margera yeah bam, there margera. you go <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought i was actually talking sounds to like him, a right? meal and lord with glory i'm just talking to a fucking intern this whole time and i'm yeah. just like i'm like what i'm like all right i'm done yeah i just i think it's like it's a term that it can be used in some areas like if you're at a house show welcome wwe universe you know that's fine but i'm not a member of the wwe universe Universe is chanting his name like yeah like why can't you say the fans in attendance or you know oh yeah or louisville kentucky the fans here like there's i think there's some liberties that i think there's some wiggle room i don't think it's a a i don't think it's a catch-all like the word sports entertainment is or anything like or wwe superstar you know, I'm not a WWE Universe member. That's the thing I go back to. Because, like, you know, for instance, like, I'm a fan of the Boston Red Sox. And I've always prided the Red Sox in my fandom, at least in the last 15 years or so, as being um, very much not like the Yankees, their rivals, the New York Yankees. Um, you know, the Yankees have the Yes Network, which, you know, I think a lot of us will think, you know, who live in this part of the country will will agree is a very much a uh, propaganda channel for all things yankees oh, new yeah, york yeah. yankees it's 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 if you love the yankees you can that's their wwe network um but i always felt that like the red sox were a little more authentic in their you know underdog branding right but then the, i don't remember when exactly it was probably around the same time um there were they were sending out emails to anybody who ever bought a ticket to a red sox game to sign up and join red sox nation what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I'm a fan. I buy tickets. I go to games. I get shirts and hats. I watch the, like, what the fuck am I, like, it's is there some it, sort of special discount. Like, I mean, I, I think you just get fucking emails about yeah. like, exclu- you know, you get emails first or whatever before everybody else about what's going on with in Red Sox nation. <laughs> they actually have, I swear to God, because I just saw it the other day. They have a president of Red Sox nation. That president is elected by members of Red Sox Nation. They debate. There are presidential debates for people running to be president of Red Sox Nation. This is stuff that WWE hasn't done, but it's it's fucking stupid. It's in that wheelhouse. It's exactly in that wheelhouse of just stupid shit. It's a fan club. It's what it is, but I am not a member of Red Sox Nation, and just because you fucking filled in some boxes on an email doesn't, like, it's the weirdest, silliest thing like, we're all fans. I don't need this classification of fans. I get it from a marketing and database and research yeah. standpoint. You want to know who spends more money than who, and you want to do all that stuff. That's an analytical side that doesn't matter to the fan. It's just so silly. 
it's just like, and then they you get a fucking bumper sticker, and I'm a member, you know. And, and w, it's not like the WWE Universe things wasn't that either, or wasn't trying for that. Like, I'm not more important than anybody else. That's the way I look at it, and that's what I feel like those things inherently tribalize you as if you were, if Dennis were to sign up to be a member of the WWE Universe versus if I didn't. So I think it's stupid in that sense. You got any uh, any any That's input? On that? I think Justin hit the nail on the head on that one. That okay. uh, that uh, I guess maybe you should just want to get involved with other like like you know when you say you're a wrestling fan that uh, you're, you're I don't know like a, like That's a their umbrella. way of trying to eliminate yeah, the term exactly. wrestling too. If you, you know, yeah, if you want to be clear on that, because we've had these conversations before where you know, and this is this this is you know clear as day. Um, something that has gone on for decades is if you were to go and watch Sports Center and you see a, a bench clearing brawl, uh, whether it's a baseball game or a basketball game or whatever, and the announcers have always referred to it as a WWF or a WWE like brawl to bring to kind of add yeah. like a tongue in cheek kind a, of a descriptor to the yeah. to describe what you're seeing. They don't call it wrestling. They don't say, oh, this is a page out of pro wrestling. No, they'll label it and brand it WWE. I wonder how Vince McMahon feels about that. Because to me, I hear that, and I hear that like kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I think that's fucking insulting. Like, that's like, that's trailer trash. That's that's very, like, that minimizes WWE. Oh, he tried, you know, when, you know, he tried to do a WWF move there, or like you said, like a bench-clearing brawl. Like, to me, that's insulting. I feel like that's... That's the evil you accept when you want WWE to be the catch-all phrase for wrestling. So I, I mean, in that I, sense, I, you I get what you ask for. That, that viewpoint. But yeah. for me as a fan, I'm like, don't like that's real people fighting, and they're pissed for whatever stupid fucking reason they have. That's not WWE. Yeah. You know no, no, I mean? no. You're, you're you're right there. Kind of like de- demeans it. Yeah. It like, it. Yeah. yeah it's no, like it it it, tra- it takes it, it treats it like it's like backwoodsy stuff. But yeah. again, I guess you get what you ask for when you at when you when you make it seem like WWE is wrestling, which is exactly what he wants to do, and that's fine. I get that. Works for me. Um, what do you guys think of belt being replaced with championship? I don't know. That uh, I don't get why people get. I, I know announcers <clears throat> literally got in trouble for saying belts. That I don't get. Until they can make a t-shirt about it. Yeah. Becky two belts. That's true, yeah. Or or, uh, uh, Bailey dose straps. Yeah, dose straps, yeah. Um, Oh, no, no, you were talking about it. No, 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 I didn't really have a big point. That, that, uh, I, it's just, that, that's a little nutty for me, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of agree with it. Who wants to, like, the expression is, a belt is what holds up your pants, man. You know what I mean? Like, you don't like you win a championship, you know what I mean? But that's the thing. Like, like you don't. You win a championship belt, UFC. You, you win a championship. Yeah, but belt. it's still you're not you're not. They don't even say it like that though, because that's even a little more elongated. Maybe they do, and I don't catch it. But you're vying for a championship. That would be like, and I guess it doesn't. I guess I just walked into it. But do players do players play to win championships or do they play to win rings? Just how it's said, how it, how the, how is it vernacularly described in the world? That's fair. The players win championships. You are awarded with a ring. I guess you can then say you're awarded with a belt. 
I guess you could say that. But to me, you are there to win championships. You're the world's heavyweight champion, and this is the championship. That's the way I look at it. But that's, so, to, so to me, it's it, it, it's it, 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 that's what makes it make sense to me. I don't really have a. I mean, I don't really have a a, a dog in the fight when it comes to when it comes to that argument. Um, if they say belt, it doesn't offend me. Yeah, if it they doesn't say either. Championship, it doesn't offend me either. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I gotta recognize it as this. Either either word <clears throat> though said completely over the other, I think is that's when you can tell like, ugh. like I, you know, when if, if all they're saying is I'm gonna win this championship or your championship is mine or I'm taking that championship from you, like some words You're are really still, thrown it. Yeah, some words kind of fuck out. with the sentence structure of a of a of a of a dialogue. Yeah. So sometimes belt or strap. Is is you know is is more appropriate. That's to, a, that's a band you know word I mean? too on on this list that we that you know we can. Which one? Strap. Yeah, yeah. to me it, it is it is carny. It is wrestler speak. But sometimes it works. You know what? You know what? Also, too is is a is a banned term here that um, I didn't realize it was really banned. Or I mean, this is from the updated list that you sent me. Um, title shot is now referred to as an opportunity. That's fucking stupid. A WWE yeah. championship opportunity My instead God. of a WWE title shot. So then, they'll, so if you go back and you look at the, you, you like who would say that? Michael Cole. Yeah, that is like literally Michael Cole's language. Yeah, we're right up his. That, that's probably why next I, week, I hate this that. Is, next week, Edge will have a WWE championship opportunity. Number one, they won't yeah. even say number one contenders anymore. Yeah, which is strange too. Like they yeah, don't even they one... don't even use that terminology. Um. Yeah, because like, sometimes like I would give I will give credit to like AEW or you know even mixed martial arts. Like if you're not the champion and you are the number one contender, they tag you with that until you've fought yeah. in that said match. Yeah. Like oh you're here you know up next the number one contender for the world championship. You know what I mean? Like there's some merit to that. So there is a merit quality to being the number one contender. And then when and then you know back in the day and then even to some degree there would there you know with, especially with AEW with the ranking system they would say the number one ranked contender yeah. for the heavyweight championship or the intercontinental title or whatever you know um, but now they don't at least in WWE they don't obviously they don't have a ranking system but they um, they they don't even really acknowledge you as the number one contender to. The championship. Once you've won, let's say if there is a number one contenders match in the winner, I know where you're shot, going with this. The winner will be announced, and they'll have it on the graphic on the lower third that says the number one, the, the number one contender, and will earn a shot at earn an opportunity at you know great balls of fire on you know in July. But once that once you've won that, you now have an opportunity. You now have an opportunity. <laughs> you are not the number one contender anymore. Yeah, exactly. You now have an opportunity. Once the buildup is starting. To, towards your championship opportunity, you're not the number one contender anymore. You are now the number one opportunist. <clears throat> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. You are the WWE championship opportunist. Now, what do you think about these terms that have been banned and replaced with? Violent and violence being replaced by physical or physically intense and physicality. What do you think? What do you think about? What, what do you? Because th- to me, I feel like. Let's say verbiage. I don't even know. Physically intense sounds like a made-up thing. Correct. So I don't. I like, agree. This is physically intense. It's either physical or it's intense. Yeah. It's not both. <laughs> it's the same thing. So it's a redundant phrase. 
something being physical makes sense, something being violent makes sense. I think it depends on the story. I think also, too, by eliminating violence and violence, they're trying to... I mean, when... Alright, my perspective of wrestling, it's, it's, you know, the art of violence, I guess you could say. You're, you're depicting a fight. You're depicting uh, uh, an athletic competition that I can, involves... I can hang with that. That, 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 that you know, that represents violence. So, you already know that there's violence and violent acts to be committed, I guess you could say, on the wrestling program. So, replacing those words... You already know it, watching it. You don't need to be told. Yeah. You know, unless you're trying... Unless within the context of certain stories, you're going to try and explain to the viewer that, oh my God, what Randy Orton did exceeded the level of violence likes of which no one has ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think... Um, it's funny because, you know, having a, a baby being born soon, the discussion came up, like, how do you feel about how much wrestling is on around this newborn's presence, you know, in the early years of life? And I kind of didn't take well to the question, not because I don't think, not because I plan on sitting the, my, my child in front of a, wrestling, a TV to absorb wrestling is the best idea, but there's this stigma to wrestling that you'll never be able to escape and that it is violent. Yeah. I think that they by eliminating those words, that is one step closer away. Or excuse me, one step away from violence. They would prefer like a term like conflict. Because and that's how I explain wrestling to people who don't you know, it's fake, right? Oh, it's like it's a conflict like anything else you see on TV. That's the way I don't say that it's a physical soap opera. I don't even like saying that. Because yeah. I think that's a that to me is it's physically intense. Like yeah. it's a, like it's it's just a it's a it's like an adjective on top of an adjective almost like to me like so again going i didn't take to the the question well at, i was also watching wrestling at the time when she asked me but i was like uh, like she, one thing she did say is well it's violent you don't want do you don't and i was like yeah obviously long story short my kid's not watching wrestling and you know in you know out of the out of the womb but you know i feel like the stigma is what made her ask the question because it is violent. And I think they want to detach Vince McMahon wants to detach WWE from the violent aspect at his convenience. I think a lot of that too. Has and I respect to, that. But. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I think a lot of that has to do with back in the mid nineties, the, the, the backyard wrestling epidemic of all these kids that were trying to emulate their heroes on yeah. TV and hurting themselves and back, you know, and I was one of them. I, you know, had a, me and my buddies had a little backyard wrestling federation and, you know, we thought it was the coolest thing ever. And, you know, I think that stigma, like you said, that violent stigma being eliminated kind of separates, at least in WWE's mind, the, the negative connotation that pro wrestling is violent that is violent yeah but you know what it'll never go away no it'll never it'll in the never back of your mind everyone will know but i don't yeah but because I think... because you can understand what it is like my wife understands what wrestling is it's, it's entertainment she knows what she's watching is is not that she watches but she knows what i'm watching is yeah. it's not legitimate fights yeah or violence but it depicts it and no matter how you want to dress it up you know, you put a lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig, um, you know, to just use that southern phrase. But that's that's the way it's always going to be for as hard as Vince McMahon has fought for 40 some on years to globalize and, 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 and do what he's done for wrestling as a whole you, with WWE. 
it was it's it's still hard to catch on with the broader people in pop culture because of the violent aspect of it that you can't take away without drastically changing how wrestling is presented and then it's at that point it's not wrestling anymore so again that's something you got to live with yeah i don't see in my lifetime that complete divorce of violence from wrestling no 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 i don't either dennis i could totally agree okay all right we got two more here um love to love to get both your takes on this um hospital being replaced by medical facility so for instance if someone gets injured and in the storyline the 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 severity of the injury needs to be um addressed beyond the the capabilities of the medical staff on hand in the arena uh so a lot of times you'll hear the announcer say so and so was taken to a local medical facility you even um, said it when you said medical staff yeah it's a trainer yeah you know, in, trainer, my, in, yeah. My, in our speak it's a trainer yeah you know the team trainer you know uh, yeah team no, doctor glad you pointed that out because literally after i said it i was like man i just fucking i just did it i've been conditioned to say it so um long story short here um when it comes to that in that one in particular i wouldn't say that drives me nuts but for instance sometimes you know the medical facility local medical facility terminology gets used for any time they do some kind of injury angle you know somebody will have their head busted open and you know put on a stretcher the neck brace the whole nine yards if they decide they want to use really EMTs, or if they just have the 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 guys in the costumes putting people on the stretcher etc um they medical they'll say they've been taken to a medical facility to further address their injuries um or if someone you know had a, a a knee injury or a back injury or if you know someone was taken out and they couldn't move a neck injury they'll say local medical facility but let me ask you this okay how many you know local medical facility could be used in many different ways you know people go to walk-in clinics before they go to a hospital sometimes to get looked at whether it's for an injury of depending on the severity of an injury you know that's considered a local medical facility so if you're going to present us with an angle where Randy Orton has, you know, punted Christian in the head, you know, and Christian is unconscious. Are you taking an unconscious man to a walk-in clinic, local medical facility? Or are you taking him to the fucking emergency room? Yeah, I, th- I don't... I think, I, think, I think people know what it means. It's just, I think... I think people look at it as the insulting part. Like, oh, I know he's going to a hospital. Why don't you just say that? And I think the reason why they don't use it is I think it goes back to the, the, the broader broadcasting of live sports, live action events. You don't hear someone being carted off the field and taken to a hospital. You no. Know? You don't. You don't. And I think there's a reason. I think there's a there's – there's just they don't want to quell the alarm. Mm-hmm. They don't want people who watch to go, oh, my God, I just saw a guy get taken to the hospital. That's – just saying that sounds – traumatic if you will for the lack of a better term saying they went to a local medical facility is just kind of like softening the blow i feel like more than anything and i think that's to avoid like getting like you know your little brother or whatever or your or your grandmother to go oh my god you watch this this guy went to the hospital like just shit like that just like a very small member of people who you legitimately don't want to upset because you heard them go to the hospital. I don't know what you think about it. I feel like this might be something you might hate, Dennis. I, I do. And it, it has to go with um, 
with the announcing, of course, that that uh, that even before I just hate that that we already know before even something happens. Two months from now, there's gonna be an angle where somebody like you know has had had to have real life surgery. Of course, they put them on whatever, and we already know. Half of what the commentator is going to say before the event happens. Because we know it's going to say medical facility. You know, it's all other Vince, Vince user ones. You know what I mean? That, that, uh, I hate that in advance where, where, where nothing's organic anymore. And, 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 and that's really where it started. That, when I, that verbiage. When they st- said no longer hospital, medical facility was the death of the organic commentating. And that, uh, I hate it. I fucking hate it. Because A, no one uses that terminology. I never heard that once ever in my life until WWE announcers did, did it. That, uh, and that was the death of the organic. I'll be I'll, I'll be sure to use it when I when I go to the hospital with Laura to, <laughs> to have her child be born. We're going to go to the medical facility. Have you ever heard that in your whole entire? You want to come to the hot? You want to come to the medical facility to visit my visit the new baby? <laughs> We're only allowed four visitors into the medical facility. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, Dennis. You're 100 percent right. You're it's it's fucking silly. It's a hundred percent silly. Like there is a fear that fucking grandma, grandma Josephine is gonna have a fucking heart attack because she saw some athlete, excuse me, sports entertainer, <laughs> superstar, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. you know, not an you know a superstar with athletic prowess get injured and taken to the hospital. That is, you know, oh my god. Yeah. But if they are taken point. to the medical, the local medical facility, a local medical medical facility, then then the, then the guy's okay. It, it, it's uh, and, and this is very objective what I'm about to say and opinionated, but I I think, you know uh, I don't know I'm just saying no uh, that that that, uh, that I think Corey Graves could be one of the all time greats. You know what's gonna hold him back is this bullshit. That, 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 that every current commentator everyone thinks sucks. Why? Because it's not organic. It's already even before a match happens, this person already is programmed to know this is exactly what I'm gonna say. Yeah, That's you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely you're right. You're not wrong. You yeah, not I mean, wrong. how many times have I told you, like, I, you know, to me, you know, I look at JR now on AEW, and I think he's fucking trash. And I look at, you know, as I've said to you guys before, AEW's commentary is fucking terrible. But JR hasn't been good on commentary for, like, 10, 12 years. He's been fucking trash. Like, I recall, and I think I've said it before, the end of an era match, they brought him in to call that match because JR had to call that match. God forbid. And he got on there and called it, and I heard it back after you know being at the event live. I see, I hear it, and he sounded like he was doing voiceovers for the fucking video game with like his 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 speak his his even, whole. I, I didn't really think of his it whole like that, tangos, you know, his phrasing. The wrong. end of an era is here. Like the guy just fucking lost, and you and that's like or like, um, just like little things like that organically that like you know they're being fed lines and you could tell even then that Jim Ross who is the king of authenticity at his best the greatest ring announcer of all time or excuse me wrestling announcer sports entertainment announcer um of all time easy there pal yeah um he you could tell then that now he's got someone in his ear and he's just being like again it sounds like he's fucking it's the Jim Ross you hear playing 2K WWE 2K and it just sounds fucking gone and I'll agree with you on that, Dennis, 100%. We don't agree on much that strongly, but I will agree on that. 
and that's gone from wrestling for sure. I would say there is not much oh, the authenticity, authenticity yes. over the airwaves because that's such an important part. I almost part. feel kind of bad too because, like, take uh, Renee Young, right? She was terrible, right? But but you can just tell that 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 like she's great at these these like uh, you know the talking smack and things that you do on the fly. You know, I mean that's her. But when when she's overproduced, she's terrible. That 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 that, that uh, and, and and it's all kind of this crap. My wife and I were literally just talking about that subject last time. I'm so glad you brought that up. Was the fact that she read an interview recently from Renee Young, and Renee Young felt like she that job on Raw, she didn't get the proper training and enough help to to do that job to the effectiveness that management would like for her to do and she was just thrown out there but i i actually and i remember and i and i brought this up to my wife and i said you know it goes back to vince and vince more than likely is in her earpiece telling her and get, feeding her information what to say what not to say how to say it okay because you can tell a lot of times with these announcers in how they deliver that message it's the way that Vince wants them to deliver it and it doesn't sound organic she didn't have that when she would do a couple of spots in NXT when she would do color with like Tom Phillips and uh I think, who else did she do color with? I remember she filled in a few times in yeah. NXT, you know, in the early days, like 2013, 2014. And I was like, damn, she's not bad. Like, she sounded organic and she sounded with the, you know, she was with the story. And she just seemed, like, natural in that role. And that's why when she got called up to Raw, I was like, this is great. Like, for her. I she, had high hopes for yeah, her. Yeah, I think she was going to do really well. I and thought I think, she was going to be like And a, I think it's a different animal yeah. when you go up to the main roster shows, as they like to call it. Because you got Vince in your ear. And Vince wants things done a certain way. And he wants them delivered in a certain way. And that takes away from the authenticity of the person that's executing that. Yeah, I think all this, like, the, the commentary, the words, the phrasing, all that stuff that we're talking about, I think it it, it, it's, it summarizes this idea that I think Vince McMahon particularly, and I don't blame him, This is he's built this thing from the ground up. Um, he wants to project WWE as being on par with everything else that we see in the medium of live events and yeah. sports and entertainment. Quote, sports entertainment. And then on top of that, he wants to open that those those those, those gates up and let people in mm-hmm. and there's a whole wide variety of likes and dislikes that go in there but if you kind of keep it exclusive to carney speak and and wrestler talk and and that exclusive aspect of wrestling that we all bond over y- your audience is only going to get so big and we're kind of in that rut right now as a whole as an industry because it's pretty much exclusive to the most passionate people and i think he's He's bashing down doors to make sure, you know, to, to make sure they're open for others to come in, and it gets a little messy. But here's the thing: that, that, that uh, you, you open the can of worms to where, where who's left, right? It's the hardcore fans, right? Once you lose us, who you got? Yeah, but we're not leaving because Vince McMahon calls asks Dude, his announcers to call it medical facility either. That's true, but 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 we're also we. We are we gonna be the last like wrestling generation where where we could be like 
wow, we are like, you know, we saw the 80s. We're the 90s. And like, it just, it's just the Mean Gene Oaklands and like, you know, the Bobby Keenan's, Girl Monsoons, the Jesse Venturas, you know what I mean? Even Vince McMahon himself. You're telling me that, that, that uh, when he did commentary, in his head he had, I gotta do this and this and this and this. Oh, yeah, 100%. You think so? He, I, I think he just went with it, man. I mean, he, because that's him. It's because it's natural for him. All this stuff makes sense for him. But now he's trying to impart that on other people where, again, it doesn't come off as organic. When you're asking people to say certain things that they would not say in normal speak and normal conversation and um, elicit emotions that are just not or, you know, natural, that comes off inauthentic. So I, but if it's coming out of Vince McMahon, it, that's, it's his. It's his adaptation. So, of course, it's going to come off natural to him because it's how he thinks. Like, I get it that you want things like your image. But sometimes in your image, it's not 100% realistic. Realistic, yeah. For example, we're me and Justin. We're in the restaurant industry. And I love to train people, but sometimes I over-train them. And I'd be the first one. And Justin would be my supervisor would tell you. And I would train this person. I would say, this person's ready to go. And the second they leave me, they're like, oh, shit. Uh, that, that I'm fucked. Because, because I... I I was too controlling. I didn't let them let them be the, who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. That 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 that, that if, if they, they just want Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon just wants Vince McMahon at every single part, and that just drives me fucking bananas. Yeah. Like I said, I said recently, you know, you don't got Bob Iger at the top of Walt Disney Corporation combing through every single movie script on the Disney Studio lot to make sure it's perfect. He there is some there is some liberties in autonomy underneath him yeah so and i think that's something that wwe and mcmandisms as a whole over time and the, the less and less he's involved whenever that may be we'll we'll start to see some crackling of that you know wall a little bit all right last word last words i should say that are replaced in the mcmandisms police and law enforcement replaced with Local authorities. Here's the thing. I actually use that terminology. Local authorities? I do. And that was way before WWE. That was way before WWE. Yeah. Uh, I, I would actually say call the local authorities. Uh, that, that, uh, it's this English. Is way, this is way before WWE. Okay. I agree with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I think it's... Eh. But there's nothing wrong with them referring to them as police or law enforcement. No, yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah. It's it's eh, whatever. Okay. If, if I see it's, a, it, it might sound cop, silly, but also people. On the upside of the coin, if, if I see a cop, I'm not gonna call him a, uh, a local a authoritator. No, I, I would just say if like if I saw fuck the if, local if authoritators. That's wrong. A lot of that lately. If you two yeah. strangers and I saw and I and I saw a fight get out of hand. I, I I will use the terminology. We gotta call local authorities. I'll say I'll use, I would use that. In Sounds like fucking Robin and Adam West, Batman. I, I, I'm saying I, I saw. I, 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 I he must alert the local authorities. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds silly, but whatever. Yeah. In the in the ter- in in the context they're using it, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't have any like. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of in the same vein as medical facility. It's I mean there's there's buzzwords to cop and police that you know. Have kind of always been there when you. Oh, I'm gonna call the cops. Well, okay. Oh, well, I won't. I won't. I'll back off. You know, stuff like that. So I think you know it's got that same methodology behind it. You know, it's just a softening of the blow, if you will. All right. So we've pretty much run the gamut of 
all these words and terms and different McMahonisms that have been, you know, broadcasted and highlighted, you know, underground um, and culturally amongst wrestling fans. Final question to the two of you before we wrap this up. Is there a certain term or a phrase or something that you would expect to be a McMahonism currently, but is not? That's a good question. That is a good, good question. Um, I really can't think of one right now. That, that it's so police that that that, and I kind of agree with it. Kind of, so it's like you know, I, I can't. As main analogy, of course, with the restaurant, I, I can't go to, to somebody and be like, "What the fuck you want today?" You know what I mean? There's certain terminology I got to use within my within my my structure, but but there's also. Like like when when there's too much structure, then you don't even have like a like an identity anymore. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. But that uh, but but current, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's so policed right now that, that there's that, too uh, much of it. It's so, too much. Of yeah. It. To know, so you're asking it if, if is there something? Is there something that you would think currently would that you would expect to be a McMahonism, whether it's a phrase? term that isn't words that isn't i mean i don't know if it isn't or not i mean i do recognize the the shortening of names in general you know versus you know it's not antonio cesaro it's just cesaro Cesaro. that's a mcmahonism i can't believe we missed that one um but i don't know i feel like the the ident the the acknowledgement of vince mcmahonisms is there are no rules you know what I mean? If he late like, like the uh, to go off the, the the rails for a second, I watch you know I've watched the XFL documentary from ESPN, the Thirty for Thirty, mm-hmm. and um, there was so many issues with putting the rule book together that that all the football people had with Vince McMahon. Like, hey, like these rules they need to make sense. Blah blah blah. They like rushed it all, right? And Vince McMahon is like, well, we'll just change them. It's like we don't just change the rules in the middle of the season, dude. Like you play out the season, like that's not the way it works here. And that's a to me that is Vince McMahon in a nutshell. Like, hey, well, if it doesn't work, we'll change it. And I think that's literally what being what Vince McMahonisms are. If it if it doesn't work for me right now, if it doesn't work for us right now, we'll just fucking change it. So, as as far as to answer your question, I don't I don't know what is there that doesn't have his fingerprints on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't really find anything right now. And to Dennis's point, you know, because there is so much over sanitation of things in the product that you would that that like it's it's you might not, there might be something that is a McMahonism that you don't even realize is a McMahonism right now because there's so much of it out there. You know what I mean? Okay, actually, I do have the answer to this. Question okay, now. all right, let's hear it. The uh, sum of. And I will say they will probably differ in... They probably are what they are because of there's no Vince McMahon involved. Particularly the cinematic matches involving AJ Styles and The Undertaker. As well as the Firefly Funhouse match. While I'm sure Vince McMahon had to see them before they made air. Those were handled and produced by not Vince McMahon. I mean, I think AJ Styles 
and or Undertaker, Triple H kind of remarked at like, well, what the hell's a boneyard match? And Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon was like, you, I told Triple H, I think he said, you, you figure, figure it, it out. out, you figure it out. So, and then you find out later that the that the boneyard match was produced and filmed and shot largely in charge of by Triple H, Michael Hayes, Jeremy Borash, etc. And then you hear on the other side with the Firefly Funhouse match, which I think is fucking amazing, just for everything you know, all the the onion layers that it has. That's a Bruce Pritchard, John Cena, Bray Wyatt adaptation, yep. allegedly. So when you hear that, you go like, wow, like Vince McMahon let those people go a little bit and let them do it and just took his hands off and said, like, I like it. You know, so when I see things like that, I go, okay. But then I look at like, and maybe we're trained to do this, but like I look at the Money in the Bank ladder match. Climb the corporate ladder. That was the hokiest shit ever. And I'm like, to me, I almost feel like there was more Vince McMahon involved in that than say the Funhouse or... And with the fucking ninjas. Right, right. That's what I mean. So, like, those things, some things feel like Vince McMahon saw these things do well, and then and then he put his hands on it. And when he maybe should have just let it be what it was authentically. So, to answer your question, I feel like those things, those earlier cinematic matches, the, you know, the even the deletion one with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, the Boneyard, the Firefly Funhouse, like, the early, in, you know, adaptations of cinema in WWE cinematic matches I feel are non Vince McMahon isms okay all right good answer well I think we've really covered it all um this was obviously a lot of fun just having you here because I've been doing a lot of talking by myself for for the last several months um but I'm 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 really glad that you guys could make it and uh I look forward to recording uh many more uh, episodes with you before Justin you eventually uh, venture off into fatherhood not that you won't ever come back but I'm sure that your 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 time will be limited and of course Dennis you know you're you're like furniture you're gonna I love the single life you're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna stick around for 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 as long as I allow you to here on kicking out it too <laughs> so uh, uh, I appreciate the uh, the the both of your uh, contributions to this podcast today um, next week it's special request from Nick Opaluski as uh, you know, he asked me to recap the Hulk Hogan unreleased collector series on the WWE Network. I sat down and watched that recently, and uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. So next week, I'm going to recap that with all of you right here on Kicking Out It Too. So, with that being said, I think it's officially about this time that we put this show down for the three count. A McMahonism that is not a McMahonism. <laughs> and we will see you all next week. <laughs>